Oh, did I not do that again? <laughs> Liberal Dan Radio bloopers. Three, two, one, let's start the show. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Level Field. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Join this conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. And you can also join us live in the chat on the YouTube uh, thread, youtube.com slash Radio. Just go to the live stream right now, and you can join us in chat. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. at the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, at liberaldanradio on Twitter, or here on YouTube as well. Um, again, the second week in a row worked on a very well-planned-out podcast simply because of the fact that uh, I had the cruise over the weekend, and last week I was pre- preparing for the cruise, and this week I was worn out from the cruise. I uh, got back Monday, uh, started went back to work on Tuesday, or at least well, worked on Tuesday because, you know, I work from home. And so there's that. Um, but we... Uh, yeah, so so I really did, haven't had that much time to to really prep too much stuff. I, I had a good idea. I had a good idea for a show. I thought of it over the weekend while I was on the ship, and then I just it just went out of my mind. And I I think it was kind of, it was something where I was like looking at things one way, but then kind of flipping the script and making it the other way but I can't remember about what. And I had like two or three examples of that. So I guess the fact that I had the free drinking or had the drinking plan on the cruise might've, might've had something to do with that. Um, who knows? We'll see. Uh, so there's that. Hey, Jeff, thank you for joining us uh, in chat. Appreciate it. Um, let's see what else. What else? Wait, I have another announcement I want to make, but I want to make that announcement. Maybe when we have a few more viewers on, let, let Hal's show finish up or whatever. And, let a couple more people trickle in here before we uh, we uh, get that done. Um, shout out, I guess, for last week again for uh, the people who bought me a cider. 
uh, Aaron, Jolie, and Robert. Thank you all, all three, for uh, buying me a cider. And also we have, I want to thank, as always, the Liberal Dan Radio patrons. Um, let's see. So we got uh, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Wes is a new Liberal Dan Radio patron at the uh, $5 OG listener level. Uh, OG listeners at, at some point in time after 12 months will get a special surprise uh, once I get your address. Uh, so if you're, if you're 12 continuous months as an OG, you're going to get a special surprise. Also, thanks to Jolie, Julie Swenson, the first Liberal Dan Radio producer. Uh, Aaron, uh, Angie from across the pond. Your boy, Chris. Uh, Cesar from out in California, and uh, Demodox, the first Liberal Dan Radio patron. So thank you all for your support. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.liberaldan.com or, liberal, or patreon.com slash liberaldan. Either way, we'll get you there, and you can support the show that way, or simply buy me a fire, or you can go Venmo me. It's at, at liberaldan on Venmo, or you can just click the, the image on the screen as well. Uh, I don't necessarily get notifications of those. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the text messages that I'd gotten the Venmo last time until it was too late. So there's that. Uh, so if you want to hear the ding, it's buy me a cider, the buy me a cider, or buy me a coffee link. But otherwise, uh, even if you can't support, afford to support the channel, subscribing to the channel, sharing some videos, getting your friends as well to subscribe is another way to go ahead and support the show. I'm trying again to get, a thousand subs by the end of September. And again, I'm hoping at that point I can then be monetized with the amount of views that I've been getting uh, on the show as well. Uh, so lots of, lots of interesting stuff going on uh, to talk about. Uh, we got um, the hearings uh, yesterday. There was, there was the hearing and I was, I was, I had that on the background while I was working and, uh, the, the fact that they had like the former um, militia dude on, let's see, Jeff Curry. Did I hear this right? Sarah Palin said that COVID was planned by Democrats in order to control people. Yep, control by messing. I don't get the conspiracy theories behind conservatives and this whole, and the whole thing about uh, the whole conspiracy. They want to get us. Like they claim, like they're using COVID to want to reduce the population. They're claiming that, and they they claim like that vaccines are what they're going to use to reduce the 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 population. But it doesn't make any sense because if we were trying to, if, if liberals were trying to use COVID to reduce the population, we wouldn't make it the vaccine that causes the. We wouldn't we wouldn't want the vaccine to be what stops it because. We don't want the people who would do what, you know, if we wanted to take over the world, we wouldn't want the people who would listen to us and do what we say to be the ones who die. We'd want the people who didn't listen to us to be the ones who die, right? I mean, if, if I was a conniving, evil madman who wanted to, you know, rule the world and wanted, wanted my side to be able to rule the world and rid the world of all conservatives, if, if that's what I was wanting to do, I wouldn't make the problem be the vaccine. I'd make the problem be the virus, and I'd scare the people out of taking the vaccine so that the people who didn't take the vaccine would be more susceptible to it. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not an evil genius, so maybe therefore I, maybe I wouldn't have that right, but it seems right to me that, but that their, their conspiracy theories don't seem to be all that believable. That's the problem. If you're going to make a conspiracy theory 
it needs to have at least some plausibility. Like it, you have to have something plausible to, behind it to be like, you know what? Maybe that's true. Like, let's say I want to do, um, say that the person who shot JFK was the person who was behind um, bulletproof glass, and and he tried to get a contract with the government to protect the people. So. So bulletproof, so they would buy his bulletproof glass from him, but they wouldn't do it. So he shot the president because he was rebuffed. His his contract was rebuffed, and therefore uh, he wanted to prove that his product was necessary. As such, he he demonstrated why you shouldn't have a presidential motor car without bulletproof glass. And so then, then afterwards, you see the and then afterwards you see like the Pope Mobile having it, and afterwards you see presidential motorcades having vehicles with bulletproof glass. No, that, that see that would be my conspiracy theory if I was going to create one out of the blue and try and convince people that there was some vast conspiracy going on. Um, yeah, not friggin' lasers on sharks, not space lasers, Jewish space lasers. I have the pin though with the Jewish space laser. My mom got it for me because you know. Being raised Jewish, you know, I, I need to have the pin um, that, uh, you know, that, that that says, hey, hey, we have the Jewish space lasers. There you go. Just the, the idea, like, that, that's one thing, like, never underestimate the power of stupidity in numbers. Because by herself or by themselves, like, Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, MPTG, um, those, and, and none of them should have been able to get to power individually because I'm, I'm surprised that they could figure out how to put their shoes on in the morning. I mean, some of these people, there's many things that they say, you know, between Marjorie Taylor Greene and her gazpacho and the other comments that she's made that are just ridiculous. Uh, martial law, like, like, like what, like the Marshall plan uh, instead of Mart, M-A-R-T. Martial law. Um, you know, Bobert said something ridiculous, I think earlier today or whatever. Joseph said something very transphobic earlier today. That was problematic. Uh, basically, it was like, show me a man who has ever given birth. And I mean somebody who was a man at birth. And I'm like, you know, trans men are men at birth. A, they just you know, might not have the parts, but parts don't make your gender. And B, uh, you must like you being Lauren Bobert must like um, perpetuating these ideas that, you know, reject trans folk and as such makes trans, make trans folk more likely to commit suicide. And as such, um, as such, uh, you, you must support increased suicides amongst trans people, especially trans youth. And that, of course, would make her evil. So, but I don't know. They do tend to be a little bit uh, evil in and of themselves. So, wait, wait, hold on. I don't have this all queued up already to to do it. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Uh, so, and there's been a lot of crap going on. Let's see. In uh, like in Louisiana, I think we when we left, I got like when I was in Cozumel, I had gotten a notification or something that. I think the New Orleans police were not going to enforce the Louisiana abor- abortion ban within the city limits of New Orleans. So basically, if you uh, performed an abortion in New Orleans, the police are not going to arrest you, which is 
awesome in the parts of the New Orleans police, but that, that I guess that wouldn't stop the Louisiana State Police from coming in and enforcing the law. I don't know. I don't know how that would. I mean, sometimes we've asked the Louisiana police to come down and help, like during things like Mardi Gras. I don't know if there would need to be special permission for them to do so. Who knows? But um, it's ridiculous. But currently, the Louisiana abortion ban that, that was triggered by the reversal of Roe v. Wade uh, and the KCV Planned Parenthood uh, is on the whole on hold right now. There, there's a trial going on in Baton Rouge. I guess they moved venues or something. So currently, abortion is back to being legal uh, in Louisiana, at least for a brief time period, unless they figure out all this uh, all this garbage out with you know them trying to you know make it impossible but there are some creative things going on uh when it comes to um there's some creative things coming on when when it comes to how people are going to fight this now of course it doesn't help everybody uh but there's there's I've already seen one example where there's an airline or there's there there are pilots who are donating their time and then you can contribute. I think I will have, I, I emailed them. I haven't gotten word from them back if they would come on the show, uh, but they, you donate to the, to the group and they will, and that covers the fuel and the private jets will take people back and forth from States that don't allow abortions to States that do uh, so they can have airfare and don't have to come up with the airfare themselves. Uh, here we heard like Planned Parenthood and other places. Why is that? I didn't make my show. Too long, too short. Let's see. Buh, buh, buh. Let's. My show is going to end in 15 minutes. That was not very smart of me. There we go. That. Ah. Hold on. Got to fix this first before I go off the air. There we go. That's better. I don't. I'm not going to go off the air in 90 seconds anymore. Um. They got a right wing uncle that has an old Ford Coupe, Ford Coupe with a Chevy engine in it. I guess that's different. I mean, yeah, sort of. I mean, I, I, we, we, we tend to, or people who advocate for issues like this tend to not like to um, use the analogies comparing people to things, I guess. Um, I, sometimes I think it's still useful sometimes, but it really depends on how it's how it's stated and how it's perceived. Like I think Hal was earlier today talking about, you know, joking about things that are of serious issues and you ha- in order to do it, A, you have to be funny and B, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to know the subject well enough to be able to know how to make the joke funny. Like, you know, there's a lot of discussion of issue if you should be punching, not be punching down or whatever. Um, hey, Aaron, welcome back. Um, so, so yeah, so so I don't know if I would go that far with with the comparison of a of a Chevy with a with a different engine. If anything, it would be if you had a Chevy that was made with a Ford engine, and then you you decided to put the Ford engine in a Ford instead of a Chevy. Um, I guess that might be a more apt description. But even then, I mean, I, I would still flinch at making that comparison simply because of the fact that uh, people don't like to necessarily, especially um, people who have been. Uh, marginalized for a while, don't like the, the comparisons to inanimate objects. Uh, even if your intention of doing so is with the best of intentions. So other abortion uh, things uh, that have that have come around uh, is that, you know, those again, those creative ways they're going to be doing it uh, to try and get people 
from the red states to the blue states, uh, kind of various versions of a sort of under underground record, not underground underground railroad. I'm sorry. Um, is you have I think in Colorado they're planning on putting like mobile abortion units like right on the border, uh, on any border with the state that does have uh, an abortion ban, so they can just cross the border right quick and get the services that they need and then go right back. Uh, there's discussions uh, by one uh, abortion provider who wants to make a floating abortion clinic, so you can just go out to sea and and get your abortion done and then come right back. Uh, so you're in like international waters, so nobody has any uh, um, nobody has any issues against that. Now, of course, you know there could be arguments that are made that uh, you know some states might try and, and and implement some sort of restriction and make it illegal for you to travel across state lines for an abortion uh, if uh, you know if, if you know trying to assert that uh, you can't. You know, can't circumvent the ban on abortions by leaving the state. Uh, Kavanaugh did say in his concurrence with the ruling that he did think that he would be opposed uh, to such a thing. But Kavanaugh also said that he believed that Roe v. Wade was settled law and, as, and also believed it's very decisive. And that went out the window, too. So I have no reason to believe that Kavanaugh would, wouldn't vote to support and uphold a law that would prevent people from traveling out of the state in order to prevent them from having abortions in the first place. Uh, So let's see, Aaron, who would want a Ford engine? I guess uh, uh, one you want, if you want to, if you want to have a Ford engine to fix or repair daily, then sure. Maybe, maybe you want the practice of engine repair. (laughs) I don't think I've ever owned a Ford. Um, But various other models, uh, but I haven't owned, have never owned a Ford. So then there's the example of the uh, a ten-year-old uh, who traveled to Indiana uh, from what state was it? Um, Ohio. The Ohio abortion ban went into place. Um, a Columbus man has been charged with raping a ten-year-old girl who had. Traveled to Indiana seeking an abortion after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, there was discussion of it, and then the like the governor of Ohio and 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 other Republicans are trying to say that this is just scare tactics, uh, that that this never really happened, that they were they, that, that Democrats are grasping at straws, um, and well, it turns out that Gerson Fuentes, 27, was arrested on Tuesday. Uh, or in court documents, he had been charged with felony rape of a minor under the age of 13 years old. His first appearance in court was Wednesday, according to the court. CNN has reached out to the Fuentes attorney for comments. Police were alerted to the child's pregnancy through a referral by local children's services that was made by the 10-year-old's mother in late June, according to the Columbus Dispatch, which cited a detective's testimony of Fuentes' arraignment on Wednesday. The 10-year-old girl underwent a medical abortion in, in Indianapolis. Uh, the detective testified to the newspaper. The detective further testified that DNA from the Indianapolis clinic was being tested. Again, samples from Fuentes and the child siblings. Uh, the newspaper reported Fuentes is being held on $2 million bond. According to the court, his next appearance is July 22nd. Um, so this is the what happens with when you have laws like this that don't make exceptions. Now, I want 100% abortions to be legal without exception, because for the reasons I've stated on previous shows, but if, if you're not, if you're not even going to have an exception that said that this person could be able to go out of town 
this that this person should be able to get a, a an abortion. I don't even think this person would be allowed to have an abortion under the Louisiana law because you can't just claim health. You can't just claim that that your health is going to be harmed. A major bodily function would have to be impaired in order for you to uh, uh, not be able to, in order for you to be able to obtain an abortion in the state of Louisiana under uh, the current law or the law which is currently not being enforced because of a stay uh, because of the court hearings that are showing up. Hey, Daily News, what's going on? Thank you for the thumbs up. Remember, you two should, if you're listening, you should also give it a thumbs up as well. 11 concurrence, 9 likes, so you got two who haven't done it. Get on it. <laughs> um, hey, what's going on, TV2 Live? Thanks for joining up. I hope you got it. I hope you saw it via the notification. I hope it worked for you this time. Um, I did see a notification that you went live, but it was too late because by the, when I noticed it, I was back on the cruise ship and no longer had any internet. So uh, that was the last time I saw you had gone live anyway. Um, Dan, I have your audio in the stream a second, but wanted run it right your stream. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, right away to be rated. Uh, haven't quite been rated, rated on my nerdydan.com over on Twitch. Um, so we need to, need to get that going as well because I definitely want to have my Twitch, Twitch stuff go on. And my Twitch is uh, hooked, you know, is my nerdydan.com account. And I have a YouTube account here, nerdydan.com as well. Um, so if you like, you know, I have more, like, it's more than just gaming and it's more than just, you know, there's some pop culture stuff, and I'm, I'm, I've decided pretty much that I'm going to put my karaoke, uh, whenever I perform karaoke and uh, record it, uh, that I'm going to put it up on the NerdyDan.com YouTube channel as well, including uh, the one where on my cruise, uh, I guess change the subject real quick. On my cruise, I participated in a karaoke competition. And uh, in that karaoke competition... Uh, I was I, I I had done some karaoke initially in the cruise and but I didn't let go out of the bag what my uh, <clears throat> what my secret weapon was going to be with the competition. So the first couple people go and they were very good and I was like these two people are definitely going to be my competition uh, and that I'm going to have to uh, you know that I'm actually going to bring my A game on and then I get uh, I get up. And they, the music starts going, and it's a, a wonderful world. And if you heard my commercial, uh, when I do, I think to myself, what a wonderful show. As Louis Armstrong, you know that I do an imitation of Louis Armstrong. So I did the imitation of Louis Armstrong. And the, the best thing was that I think the karaoke crowd, um, there are like 95% of the karaoke crowd were black people. And they were you know, having a great time singing songs that I'd forgotten from the nineties. Um, there were a couple other white people that got up, but it was mostly, it was mostly black people doing karaoke. And, and, and it was just a great time. It, it was, and I started doing my Louis Armstrong and they went nuts. They absolutely went nuts. Now the other people in the, in the place went nuts too. I, I found, I, I ended up having a little teenage fan club. Uh, if you watch the video, you can see one of the, kids coming in in as i'm performing and the guy's like has his head on his like oh my god i can't believe this is happening i saw them afterwards at at one of the little hangout spots i was waiting for my wife uh, to get up from where she was and uh they were like you're amazing you should have won 
and I'm like, I don't know if I should have won. I, I came in second, uh, and it was a clear second because I had more cheers than everybody except for one guy. Uh, the one guy that came out, I also shared that on my NerdyDan.com uh, YouTube channel, and he was amazing. Not only did he do um, Tennessee whiskey, and I didn't record – my wife didn't record the one from the – competition but he also did it the next day and it, it, it was just as good and i'm sitting there he's he started he hadn't done any karaoke previously on the cruise not like we were i'm like who's this person i haven't seen this person yet the entire cruise and he starts performing and i'm just like wow and the person who was sitting in front of me i was like if he wins I'm not going to be mad at, I won't be mad one not whatsoever because he probably deserves to win because he was that good. Um, but I, mean, I did have people coming up the, for the remainder of the cruise after the competition who were like, you know, one person wakes up, you're the guy who came in second, right? In the karaoke contest. I was like, yeah. And then the other people were like, well, I thought you should have won. And I was like, well, thank you. Um, I don't think I should have won because that guy was just clearly much better than me uh, when it comes to just a pure singing voice. I happen to just do a uh, to do a good imitation, and if you want to hear it, um, go to the nerdy go to my youtube.com/nerdydan.com and you'll be able to hear it over there as well. I also retweeted it from uh, on my Liberal Dan Radio uh, Twitter account, so you can also get the link there as well. I might bring it up as well at some point later on in the show. Um, let's see, Jeff. I love when I discover a song I liked but I forgot about. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. Joey says it was amazing. Thank you. Um, uh, Daily News, I can see you doing Rick Astley. Clay or Clay Atkins? Are, are, are you Clay Aiken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Clay Aikens. There's Rick Astley instead of Rick Ashley. Sure. Um, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules. And so do I. I don't want to rip roll y'all too bad. But, yeah. I also don't want to get a get a uh, copyright to strike. Now, I did have, like, copyright claims on all four of the videos that I posted uh, on my uh, on my Nerdy Dan. I, I think I have five total karaoke performances. Um, see, Rick Astley's never going to give you up. The lyrics lay perfect over the music of Nirvana Smells Like a Teen Spirit. Interesting. Um, excuse me. I did something similar um, with it wasn't exactly um, lined up perfectly. I had to speed up the Hamilton song, but Salt and Peppa's "Let's Talk About Sex" goes perfectly over not gonna not throwing away my shot from the Hamilton soundtrack, and I have that up on my NerdyDan.com channel too, where I mash the two together. And I'm sitting there, and I'm and I'm putting the two together, and I speed it up the perfect amount, and I'm sitting there, and and you heard it's all, let's talk about sex, baby, and and when and when it goes like sex, it, the 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 do 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 do, it goes completely perfectly. So if you want to see that, that's uh, yeah, let's talk about the or let's talk. I think I named it. Let's talk about my shot, uh, because of the, how they went together. And initially, initially, I thought, um, I, I went because whenever I have an idea of what would be a good mashup or a good song, I go to YouTube first and I search for it. 
because uh, initially I thought that uh, lose yourself, you lose yourself from Eminem would go really well with my shot from Hamilton, and I looked it up, and someone had already done it. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it again because someone already did it. Why recreate it when they already, when I don't think I'll be able to do it better than they did. Um, and uh, what should I call it? What was I going to say? Yeah, but anyway, so then I, I I was in my kitchen, and I'm sitting there, like, hearing, like, not throwing my shot, and then I start hearing, let's talk about sex in my head, and I'm like, huh, interesting. So I was able to put it together, and it worked, and I was very, I'm sitting here jamming in my, I'm like, yes, it works, yes. And it has, like, 17 views or something ridiculously small, because nothing I ever make goes viral. But, you know, um, wait. Oh. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Uh, like I have a couple, of, I have a couple of parodies up on that, uh, on that uh, channel. Um, I on the Nerdy in a com. I, I created one for, uh, for uh, Guns and Ships called Oil and Wicks for for Hanukkah. I did a couple of parodies on this channel um, based on COVID. Um, Stay in or you'll die young. I think I talked about that on a previous show. Um, stay in Virginia, girl, it can wait. Donald Trump reacted much too late. Uh, so um, where's the other? I also have my old show intro used to be um, my uh, Hamilton parody of, uh, of We'll Fight Back, uh, this one. You say... Four more years of Trump's not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry when you see breaking news cause you know Trump's a really dumb guy. Why so sad? You know that we proved our derangement in 2016. Now he's making us mad. Remember despite his arraignments, He's still there. We'll fight back on the show that is called Liberal Dan Radio. We'll fight back on the air. Call me up and show me that you care. Listens rise, ratings fall, and I'll keep broadcasting through it all. So subscribe. Don't be late, and you'll hear me on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday nights at eight. Da 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 Re-recorded it, created a whole second part of it, and uh, put it in, on top of the actual music instead. And then uh, had some friends of mine uh, sing the background at the end with the da 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 da. So able to get that as well. Um, so that came out really well. Those friends also helped me with uh, the the Guns and Ships, Oil and Wicks, Maccabee song for Hanukkah. So, let's see. 
it's pretty much going to be a fun show. I'm thinking, I mean, we'll be talking about some of the serious issues, but, you know, we're kind of going all over the place. But um, let's see. So one thing I did want to point out or one thing I want to do is that I, I talk about – I have the commercial break, and I'll probably go to that real soon. Well, let's, go to, let's go to the commercial break soon, and then I will uh, – and then I will go ahead and talk about what I want to talk about because I think that would make sense first. So let's take the first commercial break. Uh, come back, take your calls, answer any questions in the chat. Uh, 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal band radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Band Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues, with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Band family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Band Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok, and you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. That's letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast.
And welcome back to Bibble Band Radio, Talk from Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, again, it's 914-823-4131, or just join us in the chat. Put questions there as well. And there's another way that you can contact me. And I've been thinking about, I want to do more minicast episodes, but recently I'd only been doing them like on long drives. Like I just put the, put the phone up in the holder, uh, load up the Anchor app because the, the minicast is on the Anchor uh, podcast network. And I would just, you know, start talking and just talking about stuff, kind of a free thought type of um, a discussion. Uh, and it was fine, but, you know, I usually find that I talk about a lot of stuff during the show on the uh, on, on every Wednesday. And any, and any other time I might throw a surprise show just in case, you know, there's a new Supreme Court ruling or or there's something big that happens that needs to be discussed. Uh, I usually find myself, you know, just talking about a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't find myself, uh, even though I still have a cough, it's much better than it was. So. Um, which is good. Um, so there's, so, so I wanted to figure out a way to utilize, uh, the anchor, uh, podcast as well and be able to use it, um, successfully to kind of coordinate in with, uh, what's it, you can get pulled over unless you flash a 50. No, I'm, it's, it's, it's hands-free. So I don't have, I, I won't. I'm not using, I mean, I have it in a handheld device, a non-handheld device, so it should work. Anyway, so I came up with this because one of the things that Anchor has is like on this show, one of the reasons I like this format and not just using YouTube, but using Blog Talk Radio as well, is because the ability that I have to take phone calls and take phone calls live, but not everybody can, you know, listen live. And I'm sure some people might listen to other things, you know, on a more, um, you know, maybe I must listen to it other times when they, when they can listen. So how do those people ask questions? Well, Anchor Platform does have just that. So I'm going to put the link in chat um, on the YouTube chat, anchor.fm slash liberal hyphen Dan. Um, or I think you can just go to minicast.liberalband.com. I think that also works as well. Let me, uh, let me uh, get that into my browser and see. I think that... Yes, minicast.liberalband.com also has uh, brings you to the same link. Uh, so you can go there, and if you sign in, I, th- I think you have to create an account. It's free. Uh, there's no charge to do that. But if you sign in, I have previous episodes there. Like I have um, uh, an introduction from, last, from, from January 2020. Uh, Baby Yoda and Rush, uh, kind of a discussion, I think, because Neil Pert had died close to that day. Um, discussion of the Medicare for All impeachment, uh, rape culture discussion, uh, popular polling, and a response to uh, somebody. Um, what did I? Let's see. I discussed my, my candidate can win. He's beating Trump by X arguments. I had a, um, let's see. I discussed the comment left by Nimbus Yosh about uh, and see if Ash Wednesday could cause coronavirus to spread even more because somebody on my Twitter feed had basically posited that 
what if Ash Wednesday at the Vatican would cause uh, 2020 would cause an outbreak because everybody went to go get ashes on Ash Wednesday. I'm like, that's a really good point. Hey, Robin M. How you doing? Thank you. Welcome back, Wes. <laughs> I fell asleep during hell. Great. But I did want to thank you for being the latest Liberal Dan Radio patron. So thank you very much, Wes. I wanted to make sure you heard that. Um, I had a couple of ones where I was um, playing poker while I was uh, di- while I was discussing politics. Uh, um, we, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Um, uh, discussion of baseball. So a discussion about my racist phone. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, because my, my phone went racist on me. It's terrible. Uh, hey, Captain Terp. Uh, any, Benny Loco, anybody else who I haven't said hello to? Um, so anyway, there's a whole bunch of past episodes, and they're shorter than the longer you know, one to three hour podcast that I do here on YouTube. And you could, I mean, you could, you can find them on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, as well, and also directly on the anchor app as well. Um, but one of the things you can do is if you go to the anchor.fm slash liberal Dan or minicast.liberaldan.com, you can, there's a, there's a, a message button. There's a, there's a, a button where you can support the show there as well. It's fine. I mean, I'd rather you either become a patron or, or, or use um, during the show. I'd, if, you, if you're going to use one, that's going to cost you more money. I'd rather you do the, and I want to do a one-time thing. I'd rather you do, if you're not going to do the um, ah, Venmo, uh, I'd rather you do the buy me a coffee. Cause then you get the nice little deep ding. Hey, Jay Anderson, what's going on? Um, so, but, but the, this long five minute discussion roundabout way of getting to there is that if you want to ask me a question or you want to make a point or something like that, maybe you've listened to a past episode. Maybe you just had something out of the blue that you want me to talk about. You can leave me a voice message on the anchor platform, the anchor platform. Well, then I can then listen to those voice messages and then respond to them directly on the anchor platform and make either, you know, a small little podcast about that issue or make a podcast with several Q and a type things. So um, if that's what you want to do, you know, I think that's another way that I could use the anchor platform to be more interactive uh, with those who listen to my show right now and maybe even spread it, you know, into the future by giving smaller, um, smaller mini cast. That's why I call it a mini cast because it's smaller than the main show. Um, but to, to be able to give you uh, the ability to, to listen to some smaller shows and be able to have a, you know, little short Q and A's, I might do other things on the mini cast as well, but I just wanted to let y'all know that that's another way that you can reach out to me and you can ask questions. And if, especially if, if I haven't discussed something that you want to hear discussed, you want to hear my opinion on, you want to hear some information on, I'd be more than happy to, you know, answer all that if you just, you know, leave a message that way. If it's not, if it's not a horrible one, I'll respond. If it is a horrible one, I still might play it, but I might mock, mock you instead. Let's see. Uh, Jeff Curry, what, what, Captain Turb, why is the beef between TYT and Hal? Um, Benny Loco, let's say TYT just is Dems and Biden every turn. They're anti-American at this point. Um, he laid out the other day, they're discouraging the voters badly as right-wing um, Let's see. Daily News, I'll get to your comment in the section. But I think I did want to get – I don't know if I talked about this on the last show or not. Um, but, yeah, the, there's – was it the last show? 
I don't know. Let, let me let me let me go to liberalband.com and see because it might have been uh, which show did I talk about this on? Um, no, no, I don't know. I don't know which show I talked about this on. Um, maybe it was the Math is Hard show from June first, where I talked a little bit about some of the uh, issues because uh, I consider myself. I consider myself a progressive. I consider myself more leftist. Uh, I've grown more leftist over the time. I support things like Medicare for all. I support things like, um, whatchamacallit, like um, universal basic income, for example. I have a lot of things that I agree with when it comes to things like groups, like people like the Young Turks would typically support. Um, So why do I get along better with Hal? than I do maybe with, with, with young Turks types. Um, well, it, it's probably because of the fact that I'm pragmatic. I'm, pra- I'm pragmatic in my progressiveness. I was like, there was the um, proud socialist, um, used to be proud resistor uh, user on Twitter. Uh, he uh, was complaining all during the last election why won't Joe Biden support Medicare for all? It polls at 70% approval. And I think there's, there's a Kaiser, the Kaiser Foundation poll that, that does say that Medicare for all is that popular. You know what else is popular and more popular than that, which polls better than Medicare for all? Joe Biden's plan to have a public option. That polls better. So why on earth would Joe Biden campaign on something that's not his idea or that's less popular than his own idea? Why would he want less votes? It doesn't make any sense. This is the type of attitude and behavior that the Young Turks and other people bring to the table when it comes to politics. They, they let the perfect be the enemy of the good. They let, you know, they, they talk poorly. It's like, was it um, Nina Turner was the other day? I think she deleted the tweet, but you know, just you know, just attacking Biden for everything when that's not his fault. Like there was, I know I did want to talk about this. I, I rem- now that I'm getting on this subject, I think I'm getting to what, what I actually wanted to talk about this this show when I thought about it on the cruise. And one of the things was um, the uh, like the people who went to um, Biden's uh, went to, they went to Biden's at the White House, and there was there was something that was going on at the White House, um, and with the shooting for Uvalde and with the other parents of other pe- people who have died or have been injured in school shootings, and they're like, we don't think Biden has done enough. Well, what do you want him to do? He can only do so much. Biden can all he, he's not a dictator. He's the president, and he needs fifty votes plus. Vice President Harris to get anything passed, and Mansion and or Cinema are being dickbags. So instead of blaming Mansion for being a dickbag, they're blaming Biden for something that he has no control over. <coughs> Excuse me, again my cough is better than last week. I'm telling you. And one of the things that Hal rightly points out is. The reason why Hillary lost in 
2016 is very similar to the reason why Trump lost this year. You know, basically, again, Trump in Georgia was basically saying how corrupt the election process was, which caused many of his Georgia voters to not vote, which gave Democrats the Senate. So is it why Trump lost, but it's why, I mean, Trump was still talking about how corrupt the whole process was, and that probably caused some people to not vote for him. Uh, but also you had the issue why, why the Republicans lost the Senate, because uh, because Trump was consistently talking about how terrible the elections are, how, how fraudulent they are, so why would you vote? But the same thing was going on kind of with the Young Turks, the Young Turk types in 2016, when they were just bashing, 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 bashing the party and, then, and, and not wanting to. Uh, and I, I had some criticisms of Debbie Wasserman Schultz, of Donna Brazile. I had some, some criticisms of the people involved with the Democratic Party when it came to how Bernie Sanders was treated. Uh, I, I, I had a problem with the fact that they punished Bernie Sanders for a, a software issue that wasn't his problem. Like they realized that they had gotten access to everyone's voter database and not just their own. And they reported it back to the DNC. Hey, we, we can see all the voter lists. And they punished him for telling the truth. So, yeah, I had a problem with Debbie Washington Schultz when he did it. But I wasn't going to start there attacking, attacking and blaming the entire party for every little last thing because, A, Bernie failed to do what he needed to do to win because he ignored 11 states in the South. Uh, and, and a delegate in South worth the same amount as a delegate in the North or delegate in California or what have you. Um, but the Young Turks were just bashing, 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 and caused a lot of their supporters to just stay home. And they're doing the same thing again. So like, I want to be able to work with everybody when it comes to this because we need to make sure that the Republicans don't take over. But these people are, are more than willing to burn everything to the ground if they can't get their way. And that's childish. Um, so if, if you watch, there is the uh, there is the there is the back and forth where I think uh, Anna Kasparian's claimed that she owned Hal at some forum. Now the forum did seem to have a lot more uh, leftist leading folks in the audience, so they were cheering a lot more. But Hal was making some very valid points uh, when it came to in response to what they say. Now look. I'm not going to be mad at Anna Kasparian when she was ranting about the loss of abortion rights because anybody who uh, Dobbs v. Jackson in facts, I'm going to have a hard time being critical of them for being upset about it because they should very well be upset about it. Anybody who's affected by Dobbs v. Jackson has the right to be upset. Um, but what I will be critical of is when, when you put the blame in the wrong place. It's not Biden's fault that Dobbs v. Jackson happened. Now, the Biden administration is thinking about, you know, ways to do things. For example, um, according to this article, Biden administration of pharmacies refusing to fill contraception and abortion pill prescriptions could break federal law. The memo reminds 60,000 pharmacies around the country of their obligations under current law. Senior Biden administration officials announced Wednesday that they are reminding tens of thousands of pharmacies around the country that they risk violating civil rights laws if they refuse to fill orders for contraception or abortion medication or discriminate based on a person's pregnancy status. Um, so this, this uh, response to a waiver report that pharmacies in those states are refusing to not only fill prescriptions for abortion and contraception pills, but also other medications that they speculate could be used off-label to terminate a pregnancy under federal civil rights law, 
Pregnancy discrimination includes discrimination based on current pregnancy, past pregnancy, potential or intended pregnancy, and medical conditions related to pregnancy or childbirth, um, which the Department of Health and Human Services is sending to more than 60,000 retail pharmacies this week, setting provisions in the, in the ACA um, and, the, and the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. The memo argues that pharmacies that receive federal funding can't discriminate based on their views on contraception and abortion in regard to supplying medications, making determinations regarding the suitability of a prescribed medication for a patient, or advising patients about medications and how to take them. The guidance includes several examples of situations that could be a legal violation, including a pharmacist refusing to fill a prescription for the abortion pill Mifepristone for someone experiencing the kind of early miscarriage that the pill is used to treat. Uh, senior HSH officials told reporters on a call Wednesday that patients who believe they've been discriminated against by a pharmacy can file a complaint uh, with the Office of Civil Rights and the office would investigate and work with the pharmacy in question on a corrective action. Uh, this is the second abortion-related announcement the Biden administration unveiled this week. That largely consists of restating current law rather than unveiling new policy. Both progressive advocates and lawmakers continue to demand more. See, this is the problem, is that Biden's doing what he can do, A. B, a lot of people who are, quote, leftist, who maybe be, maybe, or maybe they're to the left of me, maybe they're not to the left of me, but they're not pragmatic about it, uh, is that they're mad that Biden doesn't do everything, like, out in front. Like, they don't see Biden out there yelling at Joe Manchin to do the right thing every day, uh, so therefore uh, they think that nothing's going on behind the scenes. Now, I have no evidence to say that something is going on behind the scenes to try and woo mansion and or cinema to do the thing on you know to be able to get you know the filibuster you know nuke nuked for lack of a better term on issues relating to supreme court justices uh expanding the court or uh, or passing things like codifying Roe. not that codifying Roe would matter because this supreme court would overturn it because you can't codify Roe. you'd have to write it differently at this point um because even and that's the thing progressives who are arguing, well, why didn't they codify Roe back in the day when Obama was president? Well, first of all, when Obama was president in 2010 and they had the 60-foot majority, you, had, you did not have a pro-choice majority in either house, the House or the Senate. There was no pro-choice majority. So there was no ability to codify law, even if you got a simple 50, even if you, if you went through and used a nuclear option to eliminate the filibuster. So there's that. Um, but again, had they codified Roe, this court would have overturned it because codifying Roe would have meant putting into law what the ruling said. And if the ruling was unconstitutional, so is the law. So there you go. Um, but here's the other thing is that, you know, they're mad that Donald Trump or they're mad that Joe Biden won't outwardly condemn people or, or, or air things out in public. Well, I mean, I guess we're used to that because for four years we had a president, Donald Trump, who would do that. He would call out people and publicly shame them, act like a child. He was a child. And he acted, you know, he would want to take his ball and go home if he didn't get his way. And he'd cry and he'd pout and he'd sit there with Merkel like this over in, over in Europe and, you know, be you know, generally a normal toddler. I think my toddler, when they were to- my kids when they were toddlers, might have been even more mature than Donald Trump. Um, but they're used to, I guess, having a president that 
would out would would do that sort of thing and would air everything publicly. But that's not the way you things get done. You know, you you want some of those things to take place where it's like you know let's have a conversation, let's let's decide well, how we're going to do things and get them done. And 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 let's not fight over everything out in the public. Let's work out our differences and then come out and say we've reached a consensus on something. So there you go. So, but that type of attitude is, is that that's held by uh, leftists or people to the left of me or people who are leftists who are supporting, um, um, you know, like the TYT type folks um, and TYT in general. That that's that's part of the reason why you see folks like Hal arguing with the Young Turks because. The Young Turks are again letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. They're 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 demanding, you know. They're like Democrats don't care about abortion rights because of some ridiculous reasons. We have, you know, we don't have a 15 member Supreme Court, so therefore Democrats don't care about abortions. Like, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. Um, Daily News: How much more can he can Biden hurt America with all his executive orders? Come on, man. I mean. Can't hurt it any worse than Trump did with his executive orders. Let's see. Let, let's let's scroll back and kind of go over what we were talking about. Let's see. Captain Turp, right wing. Let's see. They woke Jeff Curry. True. I'm surrounded by pubs, but almost everything that comes out of their mouth is liberal. They follow up by saying they're Republicans. Yeah, a lot of the times, you know, you, you ask you ask a Republican uh, a question about individual portions of the Affordable Care Act without telling them that it's part of the Affordable Care Act and they'll be, they'll, they'll approve of it. And then they say, Oh, well that's part of Obamacare. Oh, well I don't like it anymore. You know, it's to the point where the Republicans start have started to oppose things, not because of what they are, but because of who's supporting them. Uh, Let's see. Captain Turp, right wing media has co-opted and redefined certain words to make, to make attempts to confuse Americans, true. Uh, there is that as well. I mean, there's the show today, uh, listened to in the morning, a conservative talk radio show was basically trying to say that Biden was a Marxist. I'm like, are you kidding me? The, I know socialists. They would laugh at you for calling Biden a Marxist. Now, I understand that if you're so far to the r- right, that that's my right, if you're so far to the right that, you know, you're going to see a, a Marxist and a centrist and the difference from that far away is going to look teeny tiny. But in reality, Biden's no Marxist. He's not a socialist. He's a centrist. Um, let's see. Yes. Yeah, less is smiling. Trying. He only runs the executive branch. And one of the other things about right-wing media that I kind of want to talk about is, is, is I have a video about this and I talked about this a little bit last week. Um, but I do want to talk about it a little more because you know, I've had to stop the coup commercials. We're talking about trying to raise money uh, to be able to, um, you know, fight things like gerrymandering and stuff like that. And, and it, it's not really gone anywhere. That'll still be up. However, uh, I think the better idea that I've had is the fact that we need a better farm system, but to use the baseball analogy, when it comes to building up progressive left leaning liberal talk radio, liberal podcasts, et cetera. We have some good ones out there. We have House Sparks. We have 
um, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network with Stephanie Miller. Uh, you have Tom Hartman. You have some other folks who are who are on Sirius XM who who do have their bases. <clears throat> That's fine, and those are well, well, and good. But conservatives have all of that plus a bunch of people on the lower level, a bunch of people who are building up, like the Jeff Carreras of the world, who who is growing in popularity nationwide. You have um, other folks who are doing the same thing. So we need a farm system. We need a farm team that's going to be able to rise up and deal with these things either at the local level or, you know, in, in, in certain areas, you know, we, we need to be able to have more voices out there, not just voices like myself, but more diverse voices, more, you need to hear more from marginalized groups, from more black people, from more uh, LGBTQA people, from a Latinx people, et cetera. You, you need to hear from more of them. Uh, and, and in order to do that, we need to be able to support them. And so my idea is to create, you know, a funding source that's going to fund like political causes, like advocate for political things, like either for or against candidates or educational things about candidates or other, you know, or, or, or policy issues, advocate for policy issues, like tell your congressman that we want to see an expanded Supreme Court or something like that, you know, but do, but pay for those advertisements and, local podcasts like in the smaller podcast areas so that you can build up those shows and those shows can afford like advertising to go advertise themselves out there to be able to build up. And that's kind of my idea with what I want to do. I don't know when that's going to launch. Uh, I have to come up with a new, I want to redo the video because my old video on support smaller podcasts is a little grainy. It's not as well done as some of my more recent videos. Um, but I also want to be able to, you know, add better graphics to it, and I want to be able to reword the, the uh, video to be able to say, look, this is what we're going to do with this. Um, this is my intent. And this is, I, mean, and I also need to think of a clever name as well, of, of something that's going to be catchy that I can say instead of, you know, stopthecoup.levelfield.net or stopthecoup.liberalband.com, I'll come up with something else like, farm team or whatever. I don't, I don't think farm teams, it it doesn't click like I want it to, but it's just something that I want to, it's something else I want to try and work on and try and get, you know, those names out there to get more left leaning voices out there talking about the issues. So, because, you know, we can only hit a certain amount of people. I mean, I hope that, you know, maybe come, August, September, October, by the end of the year, I'm hoping that I have, you know, more than 23 viewers, but <coughs> 23 viewers is consistently is great compared to me last year. So I want to be able to grow. I want to, I want to get more great audience members like yourselves. And I want to be able to, you know, help other podcasts grow as well. And that's what I'm going to try and do with this. So um, what else? Excuse me. Let's see. Daily news. Gas shortage is Biden's fault. No sugarcoating. Biden stepped down makes America great again. So if Biden stepped down, uh, Vice President Harris becomes president. Is that what you want, Daily News? You want? Do you think President Kamala Harris is going to make everything better? I want to hear that. I want to hear you say that, or maybe retract what you just said. But the gas shortage is not Biden's fault. There's no real gas 
shortage. It's an, the previous president, Donald Trump, he negotiated with Russia and OPEC for them to reduce uh, their oil output by millions of barrels per day. And it was like 9 million barrels a day until January of this year, and then by 6 million barrels a day through April. Well, all of these oil companies saw how their price of oil skyrocketed as we came out of the pandemic because we had a president who was competent and who said, okay, well, we're going to um, keep these guys, we're going to keep artificially restricting the supply of oil so that because there's a, a, a artificially decreased supply as demand goes up, the price is going to skyrocket, which is going to cause gasoline prices to go up as well. Now I've never had a problem filling up at the tank, so I can't say that there's a shortage, but there is supply and demand at play. And there's also the fact that gasoline is, is for most things price inelastic, i.e. raising prices on my gas that I would have to use daily or weekly uh, is not going to make me have to, it's not going to make me buy less. It's just going to make me buy less of other things because I need to buy that, need that gas. Now I work from home. So that amount of gas is much less than what somebody else who might commute every day would be. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, maybe, maybe once you get to that, you know, the optional gas usage at that point, then you might say, okay, those people might then choose to spend money other ways. And those, those, that demand might change. It might be less inelastic or more elastic, but Trump's negotiation to reduce artificially the amount of barrels per oil produced daily by OPEC and by Russia enabled them and domestic suppliers to also, or domestic producers to also be able to restrict, uh, artificially restrict the amount of oil that they had. So therefore, and because there was no caveat in there to say, well, when demand starts going up, you're going to stop reducing it and you're going to go back to normal levels. That wasn't in there because Trump's a terrible deal maker. And as such, we're now dealing with it. Remember, Donald Trump said that when Biden becomes president, gasoline prices are going to go up. Why did he say that? Because he knew gasoline prices were going to go up. He didn't say when I become president, gas prices won't go up. He just said when Biden becomes president, gas will go up. It's the difference between the two statements. And because, you know, he's a con artist, so he might be a bubbling buffoon, but he's a con artist. He knows the art of the con. He might not know the art of the deal, but he knows the art of the con. He, he'll tell you what you need to hear to vote for him, and he'll leave out the other stuff that says, well, gasoline prices are going to go up regardless of who's president because of the fact that I've negotiated this deal, and it's artificially re- restricted the supply. So let's see. 1.7% vote for Jill Stein instead of 1% that she was expected to take that runs with the independents. Well, honestly, in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan had the voters that went from Bernie to Trump, went from Bernie to Stein, Hillary would have won. Uh, let's see. Jeff Curry, I heard people blame Obama for drugs. So there are people who are trying to say that Obama is the de facto president, that, that Joe Biden is just a puppet or whatever, whatever. But it's, it's silly. Um, let's see. 
Jeff Curry got yesterday four oh nine a gallon. I got gas today three sixty nine a gallon, but I'm in Louisiana, so it's it's our gas is typically cheaper than the national average, and our gas prices in America are cheaper than any other country in the world, pretty much. There might be some that are closer that don't have high demand uh, for it, um, but uh, there, we have we have cheaper gas than almost anywhere else on the planet. Especially industrialized company, countries. Why? Because you know we're doing a better job coming out of the pandemic than they are. Why? Because we have President Biden, somebody who took the pandemic seriously, somebody who knew that what needed to be done when it came to uh, the distribution of vaccines. You know, he's, he's had a goal of 100 million vaccines in arms and got 200 million. Can't argue with that success. Um, let's see. Captain Terp, Hal tends to make solid points. Yes, he does. He's Hal's very wonky. He knows a lot more than I would expect him to um, from, you know, from somebody. I know, I know, I knew Hal from comedy. I knew Hal from, you know, Fox Soup, uh, his comedy special. I know, you know, I, I didn't know of Lab Rats until after he came on the show first, but my kid likes Lab Rats at this point. So, um, but yeah, for, for, he's ridiculously well-informed. Uh, even for a pundit. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. So she had the nerves to say in reaction to SCOTUS' decision that the Democrats are feckless and didn't care about anyone. That's BS, and she should know better. Well, she should know. Yeah, Anna, Anna Kasparian should know better, but she, she again, I, I understand being angry about the ruling. I'd be, I'm, I'm pissed off about the ruling, too, and it doesn't directly affect me. But, yeah, to blame Biden and blame Democrats for it, is ridiculous. Let's see. Scroll down. See, I would let you all know, but Dan has the feature shut off, so I can't give anywhere I have the truth. I don't think Daily News, that it's my control. I don't know if I can set it up so that anybody can post links. I don't know if I would want to set it up that anybody can post links, because then the spam bots could come in and post, post links, and we don't want that happening, do we? But you could always email me, and I could always Share it. Let's see. Let's see. That's better than $5 going down. Won't get down to pandemic prices like Trump likes to lie about. Yeah, the only way it would get down to pandemic prices is if we had another pandemic. Because the reason that the pandemic prices were so low is because nobody was going anywhere. So demand was bottoming out. There was a very limited amount of gas being used. Like you had the gas for the shipping. That's fine. But, you know, instead of driving to work at my, my job, the person that I was working as a contractor for at, the, at January 2020, that was about a 20-minute drive back and forth every day for me. That went from being 20 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day or almost an hour to day, depending on traffic, to I'm going to walk down the hall. So, I mean, that, that, that a lot of people had that happen. So demand just bottomed out. So, therefore, prices bottomed out. And then that's, I mean, I understand that Trump had to make some sort of negotiation to be able to uh, reduce, uh, to be able to stop uh, OPEC and Russia from driving the prices down to, to, that, to the level that it was hurting domestic producers. I understand that. That's fine. But there's no caveat to fix it once demand went back up again. Um, 
Let's see, Jamie Weatherhog, Trump spent all four years in office claiming responsibility for everything good, even if it began under Obama, and even historically the president had no power. Right, exactly. Um, see, but I'm not well still watching one country being burned to the ground. This is new the POS came to the escalator. I'm so ready to lose my S. Yeah, I mean, my, my wife is, is like, if we had a, if my wife said, if we have daughters, we would leave the country because she's, she's tired of the crap. And I'm tired of the crap too. Um, but we have to fight back on the show that is called Liberal Dan Radio. If you've listened earlier, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, go look up, we'll fight back here on Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube and you'll find my parody. Um, let's see daily news getting getting uh bashed uh that's besides the point we're gonna all see this happening dementia shalom aleichem shalom aleichem sorry gotta sing my 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 jewishness comes out uh let's see when obama was president they were spending their time trying to get the aca passed they considered it settled law but it didn't seem necessary at the time right roe was settled law when the ACA was being negotiated, and they'll tell you, well, they had 60 votes in the Senate. Well, no, they only had 60 votes in the Senate for like 45 working days, uh, because you didn't see, uh, I think July of 2010 is when Franken was finally sat, and then you had, um, what's his face, um, from Pennsylvania, the one that flipped from Republican and then caucus with the Democrats, Arlen Specter. Uh, he, I think, flipped in June, which gave us 59 votes. And then finally, when Al Franken was sat, that was 60 votes. And then, like, the next month, like, it was early July when Franken took office and then uh, was sworn in. And then late August is when Ted Kennedy died. So then you had to replace Ted Kennedy. Uh, and, and so you had an interim senator from Massachusetts who replaced Ted Kennedy in the short term. Then Scott Brown won, and then he took over, and then you no longer had the 60 votes anymore. So the amount of time you actually had 60 votes was very, very small. And despite that, they were still able to get things like the Lilly Led Better Fair Pay Act passed. They were still able to get things like uh, the Affordable Care Act passed. You know, it wasn't perfect. wasn't the best. Clearly, they could have improved it. And, you know, everyone's like, read the bill, read the bill. Well, guess what? People like Hal and myself did read the bill at the time. I had a I had a, a terrestrial over-the-air radio show, Dan and Dave on the air, talk from the left, that's right, um, back then. Uh, and we and I would discuss all of the things. I went to one of my uh, town halls by my Republican congressperson because for two years my Democratic district got a Republican congressperson uh, because Dollar Bill Jefferson was, you know, a crook. And, you know, we decided to have we had enough of them and I didn't vote for either one of them. I voted for the Green Party guy because I wasn't voting for Dollar Bill, and I wasn't going to vote for Joseph Cow, who got a um, endorsement from horrible conservative type folks. Anyway, um, I went to the forum, and he was trying to he was repeating some Liberty Council BS about death panels, and I explained to him what that part of the law says, and he was like, "Well, you're much much smarter than I am." And so I would play that audio all the time of him telling me that I was much, much smarter than he was. Um, and he would repeat the lie again. You know, he kept repeating the lie because it was a Republican lie that there were death panels. That was just about cost sharing, uh, that, that portion of it. So I, could, I was able to respond to almost anything, that any criticism that they gave. I also read the garbage law that the Republicans tried to pass that was went against everything they supposedly stand for because they don't really stand for anything except 
opposing things that Democrats do. That's the only thing Republicans do, oppose Democratic policies and then let let um, businesses and uh, um, let businesses uh, run on their own in such a way uh, so that they, you know, poison the environment and do all their such of garbage stuff. Um, I just, I just scrolled way up, right down inadvertently. Um, come on. Ooh, I, I missed a lot of the chat. Scrolling up a lot. All right, here we go. All right, let's see. Let's see, we still are on our center rises. We should be marching in the streets by millions. Yes, um, that's what we did when I was young. America has become a bunch of party panty wasted cryberries. Simple fact they can't even vote. Yes, you need to get on the vote. You need to protest. <clears throat> I went out when I could on the day that it was uh, on the day that the ruling came out. Um, but when I also I think did the review of the law later on that day um, or not the law, but the ruling um, Teresa. Hey, Teresa, thank you for joining. Hey, Andrea, thank you for joining as well. Um, let's see. Biden can't win for losing. He either is never doing enough or now he's not instituting too many executive orders. What is it? Yeah. They can't seem to get that story straight. Can they? Um, Rose Blake. Welcome. I guess we should do a reset as I'm scrolling. A liberal Dan Radio here, talk from left, that's right. Typically Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central here on YouTube.com slash liberal Dan Radio. Also, blogtalkradio.com slash liberal Dan if you don't want to watch on YouTube. But it, to me, this is the superior way to watch because you get to talk in the chat, too. You can also call 914-803-4131. Don't know how much longer we're going to have to do the podcast. I wasn't going to do a three-hour show today, but we're already at an hour 17, hour hour 17 minutes and i'm still scrolling the chat to catch back up um the lincoln project just put up a short of an audio leak with bannon spilling the beans a eh? let's see let's see if we can find that is that on youtube uh that uh d mentions that on youtube um let's see we're gonna search lincoln Project Bannon. See if that's up on there. Two hours to grow. Let's see. Uh, let's see. What's it? Copy link address. We're going to try and get this up on the, the podcast as well as being able to hear it on YouTube. So we're going to do this real quick. It's a minute and forty eight seconds, so hopefully it should be able to should be able to get it quickly. Paste link. Uh save it as an MP3. Extract. Uh remind me later. And it is downloaded. Let's go ahead and upload. Leaks. Upload. And we're going to wait for that to finish processing. And once that's done processing, we'll give it a listen. Let's see. 
didn't lose. There's so many trolls out doing the job for less. I don't where. I don't see that. Um, like I'm the only one who pretty much calls into the conservative radio show that I listen to every morning. Jeff Curry, if you can run for local office, I spent 10 years on school board, 13 years city council. That's awesome, Jeff. I tried. I ran for Congress first, which is weird. Um, I also ran for city council as well. Um, but I was living in a very conservative city at the time, so I didn't do very well. I also didn't know how to campaign very well either. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't, I don't have it scrolled enough. But here, here's the Bannon leak. So uh, let, let's listen to that for a second. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. It, but it, that doesn't mean he's a winner. He's just going to say he's a winner. Frankly, we did win this election. The Democrats, more of our people vote early that count. Theirs vote in May. And so they're going to have a natural disadvantage, and Trump's going to take advantage of it. That's our strategy. He's going to play himself a winner. So when you wake up Wednesday morning, it's going to be a firestorm. Because we're going to go in the night of, as soon as that election's over, we're going in with our lawyers. We're going to have a people crazy, the media crazy, the courts are crazy. And Trump's going to be sitting there mocking, tweeting shit out, you lose. <laughs> I'm the winner. I'm the king. And he'll be all over. He'll be, he'll be going, where's Hunter? Is Hunter on a crack pipe? I mean, no, he'll be, because then it doesn't matter. Remember, here's the thing. After that, Trump never has to go to a voter again. He's going to fire Ray, the FBI director, and say, fuck you. How about that? Because he's never going to, he's, he's done his last election. Oh, he's going to be off the chain. He's going to be crazy. Also, also if, Trump is, if Trump is losing by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be even crazier. No, because he's going to sit right there and say, they stole I'm yeah, I'm directing the attorney general to shut down all ballot places in all 50 states. <laughs> He's not going out either. Trump, if Biden's winning, Trump is going to do some crazy shit. And there you go. That is the uh, Liberty Council audio that was uh, this, that was discussed in the chat. And what do you think about it? Uh, clearly, I mean, I'm not surprised at any of that. I mean, we all, he basically is saying the quiet part out loud. So there you go. Um, let's see. Still scrolling. Uh, Jimmy Weatherhog, what about liberal farms? I thought about that too, or just farm team or something. I still doesn't have that right. It doesn't get me. I don't know. I, I think, I think there's a better name out there that needs to be found. Um, Hide in shadows. That was to help keep the slowing of the local domestic smaller producers from defaults. Yeah, I mean that's I understand that, but there needed to be something in there that would stop uh, that would that would that would then eliminate the reduction of production uh, in order to uh, in order to react to the increase in demand after we all came out of the pandemic. Well, not out of the pandemic, but when demand started rising back up again. But yes, less. Also says correctly, oil's down to 95 a barrel, but prices haven't come down for us like it has for the oil companies. So they're basically using this as an opportunity to make more profits on oil and gas. Um, See, so I've been reading Kinky Streets. I've been, hey, Kinky Streets, I've been reading oil, oil and gas oil and gas magazine for 35 years. The industry trade magazine no shortages. Um, let's see. 
Let's see, Teresa Tech, I seem to have a hard time on how I thought it was blocked. Maybe I assumed wrong. I'm sorry, man, missed talking to how I miss you all. Well, welcome here, Teresa. I appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe, like the video, all that good stuff. Um, let's see. WHO invoked the reduced capacity to artificially keep oil prices high. Not, not now who? Okay, I thought you said WHO, but who invoked the reduced capacity? Right, that was Trump. Uh, gas production has been at peak production for oil waiting on one to six days before it can be converted. Um, let's see. Biden's first day reversed all President Trump's EOs. How is that working for us? Good, because Trump is a disaster. Uh, let's see. I think they could offer a gas rebate. You can get a certain amount of gas a month. It should be subsidized for a while until people are used to it. I think what they wanted to do, they're talking about the possibility of, of reducing, at least temporarily, the gasoline tax, the federal gasoline tax, which would bring gasoline prices down, hypothetically, that amount. Now, of course, what happens if they eliminate the gasoline tax and buy, like, if it's like 40 cents, and then they say, okay, well, we're going to uh, only reduce gasoline by 20% cents and then keep 20 cents more a gallon profit. I mean, I, I fully would expect the, the oil companies or gasoline companies to do that um, as well um, if, if they didn't have any provisions in there that would stop them from doing that. Uh, let's see. Now, of course, Daily News, while Daily News can be abrasive, Daily News is also one of my first consistent and loyal listeners. So, um, I, I try and, and, and now sometimes I will call him out when he says some things that I don't like, but, you know, I think I give, I give daily news a little bit wider berth than I might other, other conservative folks, simply because, uh, they, uh, the couple out there in California have been a little, have been loyal to me. So, um, I, I do appreciate their support and listening. Um, I just wish that sometimes, uh, Keep it down. <laughs> uh, keep down the the, the, the the high level. Don't go too far. Same applies to everybody. Don't go too far. Um, let's see. I'm the shadows. Biden sold five million of barrels of sour crude to China because they were the only country in the world that had capacity and could refine it easier than the U.S. being sour crude. And again, they don't understand that either. Um, but... There's also the issue of we, we could have better refining capacity, but nobody wants it in their backyard because that's what NIMBY does. NIM, NIMBY folks do. They'll, they'll complain that we don't have something, but then when you say, okay, well, let's put it here. Nope, I don't want it there. I don't want it in my backyard. Like I remember a, a news discussion about some, some rich woman living in some rich area of some town, and she was complaining because the Walmart opened on the other side of her park that she lives next to, and she was like – I know I'm a Republican, and I know I should support free enterprise, but I don't like to have to see it when I'm going to my park. But then again, Ted Kennedy also did that. You know, Ted Kennedy wanted windmills, but he didn't want windmills off the course, off of the coasts uh, where he could see it from his villa. So NIMBY hypocrisy is there on all sides. Let's see. Gas was seven dollars a gallon back in the seventies. So what? Who cares? Um, and in the seventies, cars were huge and not gas efficient either. Uh, let's see. I know how since twenty eleven. I mean, I've known him since nineteen before, like in the nineteen nineties. Because again, him on Talk Soup, um, him on doing stand up specials or whatever. 
when when Hal first called in on uh, on here, I, I I kind of not manipulated, but I don't know if it was ripped off is the right word either. But um, he he has this bit where he talks about unsweetened tea, where you can't, there's no such thing as unsweetened tea because it's not like you're putting sugar in it and then taking it out. It should be non-sweetened tea or non-sweet tea. So when he first called up, and when I was I was very excited that Hal Sparks was going to be coming on the show. And so, and I was very excited to be able to use my joke with him or whatever, because I said, well, we shouldn't have called them unvaccinated because it's not like we're putting the vaccines in them and then taking them out. Uh, they're the non-vaccinated. And, and he appreciated, I think, that that callback to his uh, to his uh, to his act. Let's see. At my gas station, the Magoos are so frustrated that the stupid stickers blaming Biden are removed. They've taken just writing F Biden on Sharpie to pumps. Jeez. Wow. <clears throat> let's see. I, I, I guess. Let's see. Les says, no, don't do it. Captain, don't Dan. What What are you saying? Don't do what? Don't do what? I, I'm, I'm missing what you're telling me not to do because I'm still scrolling down. Um, let's see. Watched Hal on Grey's Anatomy, Lab Rats. He was also in Spider-Man 2. That's my, my, my youngest child was very excited that, that I was talking to Hal. Um, talking to the guy that was in the elevator in Spider-Man 2. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. There, Aaron shares the Snopes article link. Let's see. Robin, what are you cooking, Robin? <laughs> I'm eventually going to get to the bottom of this chat. Uh, let's see. Biden had show who bought them. My cousin works for New York's Obamacare. That's what he calls it. Nice. Um, Scott Brown with a POS. Yes. Um, I don't read lefty sites. Well, maybe that's part of your problem, Daily News, is that you don't read. You listen to a lefty podcast, but you uh, you don't read lefty sites. I mean, what I the, the article that I use to to discuss why Trump is responsible for the artificial reduction in production of oil by Russia and OPEC, and then as such as domestic producers as well, is Fox News Business. I, re, I use Fox News Business. I, I like using the information that I can get from a conservative site because then it's more likely that a conservative will listen to it. So that, that a lot of times what I do is, is I get, if I can find information on both left-leaning and right-leaning sites, I can pretty much say, okay, well, this is the correct information because both sides are reporting it the same way. So there you go. But in local, please don't use that R word here. Uh, yes, please don't use the R word. That is one of my strict rules. Please don't say the R word. Um, let's see. Has a lady here complained about rescue dog rescue for dogs near her house? She didn't like the barking. Her next door neighbor raised beagles. I had perfect storm shroom in front of me last fall and didn't pick it up. <laughs> Jill Carter, yes, Dan. Again, I don't know what she said. Yes, I do. F that Dan, you're talking to Zoltan. <laughs> Let's see. Part of the problem: political correctness. Don't tell anyone the truth. It might hurt their wee feelings. Um, I don't necessarily, 
I'm not necessarily politically correct. I've said some probably real terrible things. I just don't like the use. I don't like the use of the word retarded as a slur. Um, because you're you're basically telling people you're basically using somebody's um, issues that they have that are not you know and their choice is not their fault and you're using that to describe people who basically do have a choice and they just choose to choose to do things that are terrible so I don't like when they when you use it as a full-on word as a slur i don't like you know using the t-a-r-d uh, after lib or republican or conservative or whatever i don't like using that to describe people's ideologies um i just you know there are many many other creative words or as they said in star trek 4 voyage home colorful metaphors that can be used uh to describe people without having to use a word uh, that should be simply reserved for <clears throat> that should be reserved for just diagnoses of people and not as a slur and not as a way to, to punish people. Uh, yes, Benilico, I understand what the definition of the word is. What I'm saying is that it shouldn't be used as a slur. It, it, if you're going to, if you're using, if you're going to say that somebody is, has a has that diagnosis, then that's one thing. If you go and if you describe an individual, if you're using it as a slur, it's harmful to both the people with that medical diagnosis or who maybe used to be deter, described with that medical diagnosis, and as such, it shouldn't be used. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I, it, it's a full. You know, again, there are plenty of other creative way things that you can use uh, that can describe the people that we're talking about without being ableist. So let's say Bennett, we shouldn't use the word. I'm not saying we should, we, but we have plenty of words. And I mean, what I'm going to say is that on my podcast, I'm like, I have the same rule on my Facebook wall. I have very few things that I'm going to say that you can't say on my Facebook wall. There's many few things that I'm going to say that you can't say here in chat or that you, you know, that I don't want you to use. I, I'm, very open to almost all the words that are out there. But there's some words that I don't want used. There's some words that I disagree with with their use. I think it's there are, there are much better ways to talk about those people um, than using the R word. Okay? And I don't think that should be that bad of an ask. And you know, I think that there are you know, one of the things that, you know, those of us on the left uh, usually show that are we're capable of doing versus those on the right is we're a capable of um, change and we're capable of hearing out other people and, and understanding. Like there are things I have a whole, well, I can't say it's a whole series. I have three videos in a series right now coming to terms with activism. Um, and one of the things that one of the main themes of those three videos is that if you hear something that you don't agree with, <clears throat> like, for example, why, if you hear us saying that you shouldn't use the R word, right? That might sound weird to you. You might think that there's nothing wrong with it. Well, instead of getting defensive about it, instead of getting like angry about the fact that we're saying not to use the word, why not just sit back and maybe think, why might why do we not want you to use that word? Why is there a problem with using the word? 
maybe maybe do some research yourself. Maybe listen to the people who are telling you that you shouldn't use that word as a slur. And at the end of the day, I mean, you might not always agree with it, but at least maybe you'll 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 be able to listen. Because I found I'm much more easily, I'm much more ready to be open to new information and to change my mind given adequate uh, evidence. If I don't, if I'm not in that mindset of where I'm digging in and insisting that my way has to be right. So, like, what, what, you know, the, the whole thing with was it fragile masculinity? I think it was fra- or, or, yeah, fra- like fragile masculinity is one of the things. And I heard, I first heard the term, and I was like, what, what, what about masculinity is fragile? I can't be. And I was like, oh, yeah, if. I wasn't fragile, I wouldn't have that bad reaction of being told that masculinity is fragile. So therefore, maybe they have a point. Other things it took me longer to get, like the idea of like rape culture. Like I used to fight back against the idea that we lived in a quote rape culture because I had reasons at the time, because I was so dug in to this idea and I was kind of not understanding what the point was. And then I, I, and then I listened and I finally was, had my mind changed. Somebody made an argument that I couldn't disagree with, which then opened my mind to the other arguments. I was like, you know what? They have points too. And I, I've been wrong this entire time. And now I agree. And I've even come up with more creative ways to explain why we live in a rape culture. But you can only do that if you're willing to listen to what the other people is, what the other people are saying when when they're being critical, but <laughs> hide in the shadows. Slow people use it is what it is uh, because they are clueless. I don't know anybody that would do that whatsoever. I don't know anybody who would say that. Come on. It is there what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, let's see what else? Where, where are we going? See, that is what sets us apart from them. We don't compromise our values just to win. Yeah, we don't compromise our values just to win, but we are willing to listen and change our minds based off of new evidence. But like, for example, you know, I few weeks back, I called into the conservative talk show and, and I was bringing up, he, they were complaining about the so-called murder of Ashley Babbitt and terrorist Barbie. And uh, I was like, look, if, if Ashley Babbitt was, if, if it was, a, if it was Donald Trump who won and, and, and there was a black woman trying to break through a broken window and a locked door in front uh, of a uh, crowd sh- chanting that they should hang the vice president. Y'all would say, the conservatives, pundits would say things like, well, maybe she should have complied and wouldn't got shot, or maybe she shouldn't have done an illegal activity. Maybe she shouldn't have tried to break through a locked door through a broken window, and she wouldn't have gotten shot. And that's what they would have said if it was a black person doing it, but because it's a white person doing it, they're trying to justify it for whatever reason. And he got all upset. Because he didn't want to listen to the fact that maybe he was like, I can't believe you're calling me racist. You're calling me racist. Ah! Well, guess what? Maybe you don't realize that what you're doing is racist. 
But when your reaction to a black person getting shot by a cop is, well, maybe they should have complied, but your reaction to a white person getting shot by a cop is that was too much first, that was too much force, then guess what? That's racist. Even if you don't believe it's coming from a racist place, it's still racist. <laughs> because you're justifying the murder of black people by cops, but not the killing of white people by cops. Yeah, I had that right. I thought I, thought I might have worded it wrongly. Good night, Jill. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, Phil, so I was in college in Washington, D.C. during the 80s, never heard or saw racism, huh? Many local, no, nobody is saying that you should continue to let the people who are doing bad things to continue to do bad things. No, not whatsoever. I don't want you to shut up. I don't want you to stop fighting. I don't want you to not be angry at what's going on. You should be angry. You should fight. I'm just saying that we can be angry and we can fight without being ableist. We can be angry and we can be fight without harming people, especially people who have no choice over their current conditions. We can, we have, we are supposed to be much more enlightened and much more informed than the uh, poorly educated voters that Donald Trump claims to love. Uh, he loves the poorly educated voters. Um, but we, we, we should be able to formulate and articulate ourselves in a way that is better than they are. We should be able to formulate and articulate our arguments in a way that doesn't harm other people. That's my point. That's why I don't think the R word should be used. I'm not, I used to use it before. I used to use that word before because I used to not see the problem in it, but I see the problem in it now. And so not only do I not use it personally, I also expect that other people around me also not use it personally. And if somebody who's a friend of mine or somebody is a listener or if somebody is, you know, just uh, I'm having a discussion on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, if, or somebody in a video game, if I'm in a video game chat with them doing nerdy damn stuff and they say that word, I'm going to tell them why I have a problem with it. And my, if my kids say it, they'll be told once that they're not to say it again, not to use it in that way. And if they do again, they'll be punished because I don't want people. No, see, ben, you're, you're doing the Young Turks thing, Benny Logo. You're doing the Young Turks thing of, of, of just, you know, we should just let them do it. You know, well, let's just let, no, we shouldn't just let them do anything. We should fight back. But just, I'm not telling you to not fight back. I'm telling you, don't use a particular word. Don't be ableist. To Jeff Curry, Trump will never face justice if he does kegger at my house. Where you have to let me know where you live. <laughs> I'll contribute. I'll contribute to the celebration. We can have a liberal day and meet up at Jeff's house. Um, West Webb and education became handicapped, started calling it disabled. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? Words and descriptions change over time, Wes, because you know, as we learn more about things, we we find out that our understanding is better, and as such, we can better describe what's going on. Um, and sometimes, you know, people, especially the people who are disabled, the people who have disabilities, uh, will tell you how they would prefer 
you refer to them. And, you know, I tend to do that. I tend to say, hey, you know, like, for example, there are a lot of people who have disabilities who want you to use people first language. And so in most cases, I will use people first language to refer to persons who have a disability. Now, there are people who are in the, who have autism, who, or there are autistic people who will tell you that they don't like people first language because autism is, is part of who they are and it makes them who they are. So they want you to, those people, those autistic people want you to refer to them as autistic people and not use people first. But there are other people who have autism who want you to refer to them using people first language, which of course can make it confusing. What do you do with the random person who you meet who has with a diagnosis of autism, who's put under the autism, who is said to be under the autism spectrum? What do you do? Well, you just either ask how they would wish to be referred to, or, you know, if you refer to them one way and they correct you, then make sure to refer to them the correct way from that point on. Um, there's that. Now, there's also, you know, the, the one of the things that we've learned more is that, you know, there are people, these tend to be a conservative point of view. Now more people are being, you know, they'll say that more people are being diagnosed with autism and that's proof of something. But it's not proof of anything. It's, it's only proof that we know how to diagnose autism better. It, it's, pro, it's probably likely that many of the people who were not uh, diagnosed with autism uh, probably could have been uh, had we been able to detect it better in the past. But they'll, the conservatives will tend to make these arguments that, you know, conspiratorially, that'll be like, you know what, hey, um, this is, the vaccines are causing autism because we have more vaccines and now uh, we're have more, now we have more autism cases. When in reality, we've changed what is called autism. Like we've put, I think, Asperger's into the uh, uh, autism spectrum. And then we've been able to, been able to determine you know, who has autism, who, who has a diagnosis of autism and who not. That's why we have more diagnoses as a percentage of the population because we can better see it. Uh, so it's not, it's, it's not evidence that vaccines cause it, like some people try and claim. It's almost like the, the argument that's been made by conservatives that uh, you don't want to be put on a ventilator because ventilators kill you. And that's what they really think. They really think that you get killed by the ventilator, when in reality, uh, it's the condition that made you so sick that you needed a ventilator that is, that is the thing that killed you. But they don't understand that. They don't, have, they don't have that understanding. They don't have that ability to process that in, in a way, uh, in a rational, logical, reasonable way. They are the poorly educated, as Donald Trump referred to them. They, he loved the poorly educated voters. And the poorly educated voters refer to or, or, or don't have a problem with him loving him, and they love him right back. Um, let's see. Hi, Shadow's words change over time. Trump's wife told him the only piece of A he will get from now on is when his finger goes to the toilet paper. The word ass is more than one meaning. <laughs> nice. Um, 
disabled ITB. I got to try to protect my community as a police officer uh, in good old boy Florida. They hate Yankees down there. Yes, they do, even though a lot of old Jewish ones moved down to Florida. And, uh, and you know, uh, and, you know, I would thank you for your service. And, and, you know, I'm sorry that you got TB via uh, your service to your community. Uh, I'm just saying that that still doesn't necessarily mean that I'll, I'm going to be okay with you using the term on, uh, on, uh, on, on, in my chat. So I listen to you guys remember 16 candles, one of my favorite growing up, watch it today under context. One guy literally deals his past that girlfriend away for another girl's underwear, yeah, there's there's some very horrible things that took place in 80 movies. Revenge of the Nerds had a scene where, um, you know, the guy, the nerd, uh, that one of the head nerds dressed up in the costume of the cheerleader's boyfriend in order to have sex with her, and that would be rape. <laughs> but it was <laughs> funny. It's all funny because it's the nerd getting, you know, with the cheerleader, but in reality, that's rape. Not a good thing. There are plenty of things in movies that were viewed as being ha-ha funny back in the 80s that are now like, you know what, that's kind of gross. But it's a good thing that we now feel that way about these things. Um, now, like, people will say, well, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles these days. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. I mean, yeah, Blazing Saddles did drop the end bomb a lot, but so do um, Quentin Tarantino movies. Um and he doesn't get in trouble because his characters say that as well, but his, because his characters are, you know, who say it are racist. So therefore a racist character would very well say those types of things. Um, but when Mel Brooks makes a movie, he's typically doing so to mock the horrible people and to character, make the caricature of those horrible people. Um, that's why what that's his act, reaction always when he, when he gets asked about how he can make fun of Hitler and the Nazis uh, with the producers and stuff like that. And his answer will be, you know, that this, this is how I retain my power from them is by using, um, is by using um, humor as, as a mechanism to mock them and to expose them for who they really are. So let's see. Um, do you guys remember? Let's see. Show of hands, how many people have had a right winger tell you that you are brainwashed? Yep, that's me. I've had that happen all the time. I think it probably happened today uh, from this other caller on the on that show. Let's see. We all we do all things that offend Trump turds. That's fine. Call them Trump turds. Replace the A with a U, and it's good. Because then you're calling them pieces of shit, <laughs> and that's that's fine. I don't have a problem with you with you calling them pieces of shit. Um, let's see, let's do about a few years back. I think many of the actresses have had it. John Hughes is dead. Let's see, but, but, but God damn it, I scrolled again. Um, I am a T11. Is I don't know what that means. Um. Yeah, less. Yes, Revenge of the Nerds, same thing. Um, anybody got a dime? Somebody go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on around here? One of the funniest things is that I like watching reaction videos. I like watching, um, I like watching people like first time watching Blazing Saddles or first time listening to rock music, and those are. 
Those are that's some of my guilty pleasures when I have time to watch them on on Twitter. Hey Julie, how's it going? Welcome to the first Liberal Dan Radio producer. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad I'm glad I'm still on the air so you can catch us. Um, let's see. I think Richard Pryor had a hand in Blazing Saddle script. I think so too. I think he also the part may have also been written for him, but for some reason I think he couldn't do it or what have you. Hey Kimchi, welcome to the chat. Appreciate you for joining us. Um, let's see. Wes Webb, you constantly battle with old schoolmates on Facebook. I'm not surprised. <laughs> let's see, Rob, what did you miss? I, I'll scroll back. I've been scrolling myself as well. You can also listen at any time if you want to roll back and listen to the older stuff. Um, again, Wes, I don't like people saying lib, T-A-R-D-S. You want to say lib turds, fine, but don't use the other one. Censored, at least. Let's see. Has Hal Sparks would say you don't have the right to anyone else's microphone. Exactly. You, like, that's part of the, one of the reasons that I mock conservatives about their whole complaints about, you know, people being deplatformed uh, when when they do things that are against, like, Twitter rules. Uh, you don't have the right, you know, that, that's a violation of their First Amendment rights, of the owners of Twitter. If I have a website, if I have a podcast, I have, I have the right to tell you that you can't say what you want on my show. Yeah, and, you know, look, I will let conservatives call out on the show. I, I, I don't restrict conservative thought on the show. I'm happy to have the debate. Uh, but if somebody else didn't want to have the debate and didn't want to, have to deal with conservatives and would hang up with conservatives, that's their right too. Simple as that. Let's see. You know, people who have never heard of rock music. Yeah. Well, I like people when people refer to like 80s rock as classic rock. That, that gives me a headache. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Uh, let's see. I think I'm back to the back to the bottom of the short scroll of the uh, chat again. Hey Andrea, and welcome back again. Appreciate you from joining, coming in and out. I was reminded earlier of prior as Pharaoh uh, looking through the book of gods. <laughs> um, let's see. Sorry to hear that. Y'all seen how o- Odija calls out the trolls? I don't know if I've seen that. Um, anyway, so now that I'm done scrolling. <laughs> finally caught back up with everything um let's see i'm still kind of rocking from the cruise i don't know why like i still kind of feeling a back and forth and i'm always i was only on the cruise ship for like th- four days like i got on thursday got off monday um and, and occasionally i'm still doing the whoa so yeah um let's see trying to figure out um, yeah, the, the Uvalde video is ridiculous showing the person bothering to get hand sanitizer before he goes and has to deal with uh, you know and, and then still delaying taking time to go talk to um, you know, try to go into the room to try and prevent him from killing him that was, there should be lots of heads rolling for what happened in Uvalde, Texas that's ridiculous just kind of, kind of scroll through the news to see uh, the things that I missed oh <laughs> This is good. Yesterday in New Orleans, uh, a one-year-old was shot at Costco. And it was probably, I was planning on leaving to go to Costco at 4.30. 
I was like, no, I'm going to wait a little bit. And then I'm like 455. I'm like, okay, let me get dressed so I can go to Costco. I put my shoes on. And as I'm getting dressed and putting my shoes on, the news goes, Hey, someone was just shot at Costco. So I just missed uh, the shooting uh, at Costco. Maybe I might have, you know, good. So good for me, I suppose, but Holy crap. Um, I went to Costco today and I didn't get shot. So that was a good thing. Um, Let's see. Benny Loco. I mean, I I also try and spend, you know, using my energy to lift others up. And it can get draining trying to be the uplifting person. Um, And and again, everybody who is supportive of body autonomy should be pissed off right now at this country. Absolutely should be pissed off at this country for what happened. And not just for the ruling, but for what allowed the ruling to take place. That we have allowed such crap to go on. And it's happened since, I mean, people will talk about things for early times of this country. But, I mean, ever since Obama won, you know, the Republicans went from, we're going to work with you to, we're going to try and stop everything that the Democrats are trying to do and everything that Obama's trying to do. And then we had eight years of that followed by four years of blowhard orange foolius um, trying to, you know, ruin this country and turn this country upside down and shake it so all the change falls out so he can grab even more money for his corrupt grifter self. Um, Benny Locos, because I have been political on my channel and it's shrinking in numbers for for F-stakes. Nobody wants the truth anymore. They want reality TV leave. Um, Aaron, um, when you come back from grabbing the food off your porch, um, Benny, like, what's your, uh, what's the, what's your show? What's your, uh, what's your channel? Um, what, what is your channel? Let, let me, let me go sub to it. Um, is, is, is it youtube.com slash Benny Loco or is it something else? Because I'm more than happy to. Hmm. Is that the right one? There you go. Subscribe. I've subscribed to you. Hey, at least you have 3.5 thousand subscribers. Um, I think there's been times when uh, there have been times when um, how am I 90 seconds? I didn't go three minutes. I went. That's so weird. Is this going to kick me off of blog talk radio? I had 180 minutes. That should be three hours, not two. Very strange. There you go. Aaron Rest shared the, shared the link of the thing. Now we all got to stick together. I mean, we have to. Why do I have 60 seconds on blog talk radio? I don't understand this. It says I have an, an hour left on my thing. We're not going to be left with 60 seconds. I might, I might just have a, a non uh, a non musical outro today because so, I still have more stuff. To, a little maybe a few a few more minutes of stuff to talk about. Um, we'll see if, if if it hangs up on me or not. I think there's just a uh, a bug in the Blog Talk Radio system, which is fine. Um, probably yeah, probably a glitch, Wes. But you know, it is what it is. 
Thank you, Donald. Um, Jeff Curry, that explains the noise I heard when I was married and having sex. What, 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds? <laughs> Ten. Ten seconds. Let's let's see if it hangs up on me. I mean, we're still going to be live on YouTube. It's fine. You know, this doesn't affect um, this doesn't affect the YouTube thing. Um, that was the stream connecting. That's very weird. What happens if I play an audio audio now? It is what it is. Huh. All right. Well, fine. It doesn't think that I'm uh, discon. It thinks that I'm disconnected, but. Maybe it's not recording on Blog Talk Radio anymore, but I'm still able to use the uh, still able to use the soundboard, which is which is the most important thing um, because that has all of my uh, all of my stuff that I hardly ever use. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Republicans have always been the party of keeping the status quo. Now that now they're just the party of keeping the status quo with a capital Q. Uh, yeah, technology shrugs. I mean, at some point, I don't know. Like the only reason I'm I'm still using Blog Talk Radio, frankly, is I could make my own soundboard if I needed to. Although I'd, I'd have, probably have to find where I have most of these audio bits. It might be on my old computer. Um, however, uh, you know, I could make my own soundboard, no problem. Just just all I have to do is double click a thing. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure I could upload sounds to. Uh, or I could just sit here and play all the sounds on a podcast and just have it just be the sound, 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 and, and then cut it back up again if that's what I needed to do. Um, but uh, I'm sure there's other software programs that could allow me to stream to different places without having to worry about that. But the fact that I have a phone number uh, is – the fact that I have a phone number is, uh, is, is the most beneficial thing uh, to blog – to having blog talk radio. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate you. Les is smiling. Just gave me a uh, a uh, Venmo contribution. You are awesome. Thank you for that. Um, always makes me feel good when I have the supporters supporting the show. Um, you know, I, it's it, it it tells me that you know that that I think this is this is going finally going where I've wanted to go for a while, um, and. Let's see. Benny Loco, I smoke a lot of cannabis on my channel. I hope that isn't off-putting. I would have probably liked to have done some of that. Uh, do I ever do panels? Like I, I have uh, two or three weeks ago, I did have a bunch of people call in to the phone number. I, I think the one thing that might not be available right now is the phone. I mean, I'm, I'm on. I'm still showing as connecting to the stream on Blog Talk Radio, but I, I, I have had multiple people on here. I, ha- I am looking into um, being able to have more people uh, having, having a group chat video wise as well. Um, but I, the only problem with that is that I don't know how to make sure that that goes into the blog talk radio stream. Otherwise for people who might be listening to the podcast outside of the or outside of YouTube who might just be listening on blog talk radio are not going to get anything that plays that doesn't go into the microphone. So thank you, Les. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, 
So so that that's been the one thing that that has been preventing me from 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 changing a changing platforms and b uh, you know trying to do more video trying to get video chats done to be able to have like a multiple person discussion panel is because I lose then the ability to to shunt that audio into Blog Talk Radio. If I can figure out how to get that done, and, and if it can be done, I can figure it out because I'm a techie type of guy. I just haven't spent the time to figure out how to do that. If I could figure out how to do that, I would jump all over that and get it done. So, um, so whatchamacallit. So I, uh, but until then, I, I, I'll, I'll be working on it. There was actually, I think one of the conversations I had with my Voltron group is I was going to have a conversation, um, especially with uh, the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, the host of the most Nimbus Yosh, uh, to have him on. Um, with a video chat, potentially, um, maybe even that. Now, I wanted to have a show on reparations because I think there's a lot of misinformation about reparations out there that that needs to be done, and I want to cover it. Some reparations had come up as well, and that was going to be last week's show, but I couldn't get it involved. Um, let's see, Kinky Street, I smoke weed to get to sleep. I don't, you know, recreational marijuana isn't available in Louisiana, um, medicinal marijuana is, um, but we haven't really looked into that at that point yet. Um, but you can take CBD oil, um, and that's what I do sometimes as well. It helps. It's, uh, you know, this is actually like, I think it's 120 doses for, or maybe it's 240 doses or 240 sprays for, 120 bucks so it's like 50 cents a spray a dollar a dose which i think is i think is really good comparatively and so if you want to find out how to order that it has to be done through this it's a it's an mlm company and i wanted to do another show about mlms to begin with just to discuss like the scams that many of them can be and how some of them but some of them are legitimate um this company being one of them but just email me, Liberal Day and Radio, put uh, CBD, I guess, in the subject line if you want to find out how to get CBD oil. And this is like the, the whole flower. It's, it's not um, – it's water-soluble, so it, does, it's, it's, it, it reacts better, supposedly. So there's that. Um, let's see. Jeff Curry. Well, yeah, okay, good. Aaron shared the link again. Um, but I gave up 14 big pharma pills for cannabis. Never been better in all my life. Be nice. Uh, y'all, they dropped off milkshake, but no food. Oh, my God. That sucks. Who is it? DoorDash or Uber Eats? Somebody else? Or just the, the actual restaurant themselves? I had, I had ordered Popeyes via DoorDash. I actually ordered Popeyes via the Popeyes app, and they gave me everything except for the, sweet, except for the sweetened tea that I had ordered. Um, and they gave me the credit for it. So if I order for them again, again, um, let's see, Jeff does CBD oil. Um, yeah, so um, if you're interested in finding some other place to get CBD oil, I'd be more than happy to share the information with you um, because I've liked the, the products that this company gives. I hate the fact that it's MLM, but, you know, that unfortunately it prevents some people from involving themselves with it. But here's, here's my view the short version of what my MLM show would basically be is if there's a, if there's a company that requires you to buy product and sell product out of your house, that's a scam. Don't do that. If the company basically rewards you for 
sending other people and the prices for the goods are what you would pay for them anyway, then that's probably not a scam. Anyway. It is what it is. Let's see. Been in have eat yet today. Not hungry much anymore. I don't get the munchies either. That's weird. The, the only few times that I have smoked marijuana, I got major munchies. Like major monkeys. <clears throat> Let's see. Wes, I have a 50-50 THC CBD vape. I'll do sometimes during the day. I don't, I don't vape it. This is just a spray. This here is just a spray. So it's very... Very easy to spray it in your cheeks, and it gives you what you need. And it, it's helped out. I think I feel like it's helped out uh, some of my some of my issues. I mean, perhaps if I could get some medicinal marijuana or something, maybe that would be better as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I do want to talk. I do want to have a show about that and to talk about that um, just in general because my wife did um, Lularoe. She did the Lularoe stuff and. That's terrible. That that is a was or is a terrible com, com, company. Uh, she got out of it. Um, she was doing it with a friend of, with a former friend of ours, and um, it was just awful. And there's a, there's a special on that, and it was funny for her watching it because she was watching the special and was able to give me commentary as we were watching the special about all the stuff that she was seeing in the private in the Facebook groups that were discussing all of the ins and outs and all the back, you know, all, all of the stuff that you weren't seeing publicly for a long time. And she, and we'd like pause the video and be like, Oh, well, this is what this, but this is what really happened here. And here's some more details about that. So I was able to get a, a kind of like a director's cut version of the documentary on LuLaRoe um, to be able to say, and it looked like, you know, a lot with a lot of things, it started off like a reasonable company with somebody who had an idea and turned and put that idea in motion and got something working. And then they got too powerful and got corrupt because as they say, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So let's see. King of New York, Vermont, Maine, and Massachusetts, all legal recreational. Now technically in the, in New Orleans, in Louisiana, medicinal is legal, but not recreational. But in New Orleans, if you have an amount if you're having a certain amount on your person that's for recreational use, and i.e. you don't have enough to be a, a, a seller, like if you just have a certain amount, like under maybe an ounce, I guess, I don't know uh, what the official New Orleans police guidelines are, but there's a certain amount that we're under that the New Orleans police won't arrest you for having a, a, for personal use. So, um, let's see, what, what, what am I missing? Jeff Curry had a heart transplant, two spine surgeries left done from neck and wow. <clears throat> that's that's nuts. Um let's see. Three plants per adult. Let's see, look at the history of why cannabis was prohibited, sickening. Yeah, I mean prohibition usually has lots of corrupt reasons as to why uh why their things are prohibited. Um daughter was asking about it and I had to talk her out of it. Who was that lady with the blood test? I don't know. There are a lot more scams available to kids these days than I did growing up. No one is trying to get over to you with a lemonade stand. <laughs> um, Graham is the weight of a small paper clip. I don't know. Ounce? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what the right what the right amount is for Louisiana. I could look it up real quick, I guess. Let's see. Um, New Orleans won't arrest 
possession marijuana. January 11th, 2022. Simple possession of marijuana alone will not be enough to cause a, uh, let's see. NOPD announced at the beginning of this week the department will no longer issue citations for small possessions of weed in the parish. Um, it's about time, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> I guess I've gone too long because I'm still aggravating my throat a little bit. I'm not seeing... Um, I'm not seeing it as what what the amount is for for New Orleans, for New Orleans is, is what is okay and what is not um, with amount wise. Because if you have enough to distribute, they're still going to seize it and claim it as property or whatever. I'm trying to bring this up without out playing my trailer. Probably still going to play the trailer anyway because I'm trying to bring up my own channel. Do, do, do. So let's. No, it didn't bring it up. It didn't bring up the trailer. There we go. Okay, so we are going to. I want to I'll do it just in case you haven't uh, seen the video yet. Very um, welcome. <coughs> my weed is free. I barter. Do you have videos about your barter system on your vid? On your channel? God damn. I, I probably need to end the podcast soon. I didn't want to go three hours. I'm already at two hours and 15 minutes. Part of my reparation show that I want to do, part of it that I would include is the idea that um, we should use we should legalize and tax marijuana to the point and then use the taxes from marijuana sales that we generate to fund reparations and not just reparations for African defendants of slavery, African descendants of slavery, but also for people who have suffered because of injustices in this country, like, you know, redlining, Jim Crow laws, et cetera, people whose had wealth stolen from them just because of the fact that they're black. And also uh, people who have been arrested and imprisoned for simple like marijuana possession and let those people get reparations for that as well, for being imprisoned for just smoking a plant. Now, if you also had a gun charge and killed somebody while distributing marijuana, then yeah, sure. Stay in jail because you're a horrible person. But Indiana, I will still go to jail if I get caught with my weed. That's it is unfortunate. I mean, it's it's it just goes. It's the whole silly thing, and a lot of these states are conservative states. Like they want you to have the freedom to do whatever you want to do, and they want government interference, except for these other things. It's that whole thread that I read on Twitter. That whole you know, conservatives want to not be told what to do, but they also want to tell other people what to do. So they want to tell, be able to tell other people that they can't smoke weed. But if they get caught with weed, then it, it's different. So you've been to look. I'm writing Joe every day about cannabis laws every day, an email and a paper letter. Awesome. Um, I did have a legalized it show way back in the day. Um, I don't remember 
I don't think it's on YouTube. It might just be on the Blog Talk Radio stream. But if you looked up, you know, let's see, Liberal Band Radio. Anyway, the link that I shared up there. Um, let's see. Hold on. Let me just. Liberal. I can't type right. Liberal Band Radio. Legalize it. See if I can find it. Oh, back in 2015. Interesting. Do do do. No, there we go. Yeah. December 5th or uh, February 5th, 2015. Let's see if that show is still available on Blog Talk Radio because some of the shows aren't. Let's see. Is it going to play? It is. Look at that. Um, (laughs) If I want to play the ending of my show, I can just play the ending of this show. That's hilarious. (laughs) Here's here's my show that I did about uh, legalizing it. The other link I gave further up was um, my nerdydan.com video of my uh, impression of of, uh, Louis Armstrong that I did. Uh, on the cruise ship when I came in second place on the karaoke contest. So scroll up in the chat if you want to see that and want to hear hear me do my imitation of Louis Armstrong and, and get a very large applause from the people in the crowd. Uh, Jolie loves it. Jolie already already saw it and commented. Let's see. Um, ooh. Let's see. You are learning, and it helps you save your voice if you vary the pitch and keep your high tone high. And your head rather than your chest, even when you feel tired, there you go. Yeah, I didn't even say it, and you did what it said before. I'm psychic, that's why, right? Um, I think there should be a thousand percent excise tax on guns and bullets that would cover the reparations of medical health care. Sure, although we already have so many guns in the country, maybe just on the ammunition, I don't know. Um, Less. I might have to war game that up, but you might be onto something there. The, the legalization and taxing. I'm assuming you're talking about the legalization and taxing of marijuana to fund reparations. Um, yeah, I might have to find out how much that it could actually give. How much would that actually create? Of how much tax revenue would it create if, if it was implemented? And as such, um, would it be able to cover reparations? I don't know. I also think the reparations would also be covered in some sort in the in the taxes, so that you know you get it, but it, you know, the tax code would be shunted in such a way that allowed people to, you know, that, that maybe you get more of a benefit if you're lower income and if you're like Oprah rich, you don't you don't necessarily see any increase um, because the reparation because you're, 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 you're the exception, not the rule. Um, so there's that. We'll see. Let's see. Um, right on, Dan, a cannabis activist too. Yeah, um, it's, it's none of anybody's business. To, it, it, you know, conservatives are so hypocritical when it comes to ma- marijuana and smoking and everything like that. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can get to the last minute here. If for some reason I can't, well, I think I can still play that other audio, so it should be fine with the show end. Um, so never mind. Thank you, Jolie, again. Um, the weapons and ammo retailers will be charging the excise tax. Yeah. Um, 
It's so weird that I'm still rocking. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. Um, yeah, Republicans smoke pot. They won in a minute. Um, yeah, I think that the there was some judge. What was it? Um, I said, I'm, I'm back on 420. I said, legalize what the Florida judge must have been smoking. On the 420 episode of Liberal Dan Radio, we'll be discussing issues surrounding International Marijuana Day and the legalization of weed, more Republican hypocrisy in Florida, and the ruling by the judge that I feel fails to pass any real legal scrutiny, blah, 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 blah. So there's also that, which was, which is on YouTube and not just on Blog Talk Radio. Um, but I'm not on my legs. I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting down. So it's, it's my, is it my C butt then instead of my C legs? Um, and I was I, I was on the, the deck one is where is where this cabin was so I really wasn't feeling that much rocking. Now in January I'm on I'm going to be on another cruise and unfortunately in January we'll be missing one episode of Liberal Band Radio because I'll be away for the whole week instead of just a weekend. But um, on that cruise I'm going to be on like the 14th deck, so. I'm probably going to be good having much worse sea legs at that point. We'll see. And it'll be a week. So let's see. But a man from Jerusalem, may ask what those gray animals with fluffy tails are. No squirrels in the Middle East. <laughs> Interesting. I miss Israel. Like I went to Jerusalem and Israel in general when I was 16 years old back in 93. Maybe I was 17 at the time. But it was, I think it was back in 1993. Because uh, it was just after my junior year, and I ate so much shawarma, I, I probably turned into a lamb. Um, there's this one place in Jerusalem on Ben Yehuda Street called Moshiko's, and they had the best shawarma. Nobody in America that I can find has good shawarma. They say it's shawarma, but I can't find lamb shawarma, and it's just it's not the same. It's it's I see the chicken prepared in the same way, but then there's gyros that are prepared in the same way, but not the full-on lamb that's seasoned and spiced like that, that, oh, I miss it so much. Um, I doubt I'm going to be able to go back for a while. Let's see, Jeff. Damn it, Dan, do more shows. Oh, that's the goal, Jeff. The goal is to get more shows done. But in order for me to do that, I need to be able to make it worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd probably be doing this five days a week if I had 35,000 subs, maybe. Or if at least if I had enough patron, patrons to be able to justify me doing it as much as I'm doing it. As of right now, I'm at about 35 bucks a month, so which is I love it. It's great. Maybe a little more because of the people Venmoing and the people doing it. But at the moment, my, my, my full-time day job has to take priority for the majority of my life. Now, if I can get this doing full-time, that'd be awesome. I would love it. It'd be wonderful. But... Julie Swenson, we're close to getting my son his miracle Mary Jane card for his epilepsy. That would be wonderful. Again, we shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't be that difficult. If it, in my even before we talked about, you know, back in the day, when I was much younger. You know, I would I would I would separate the two issues. I'd be like, I believe it should be legal, but even if we're going to, but even if it's not going to be legal, if a doctor believes that you should be able to be prescribed it. In order to treat whatever condition that you're needed to be that needs to be treated, doctors should be able to prescribe it for you, and there should be nothing standing in that in the way of that. So, you know, and still, I think it should be legal, 
Oh, I remembered one thing I want to talk about before we stop the show. It should be legal for anybody to use, but if it's prescribed by your doctor, it should be covered by insurance. That's the thing. So if you have a doctor prescribing it for you, it should be covered by your insurance. But if you want to use it anyway without a doctor's prescription, it should, you should still be able to buy it and not go to jail for it. So there's that. Les, I'll hit you up on Patreon. I appreciate that. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, you also gave me the the contribution to, to Venmo, so, I mean, you're awesome for that, too. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask. I'm not asking for too much. Let's see who – I hope Kugrip, I hope you didn't feel threatened. But hey, let's see. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I took out a girl that saw deer uh, on top of my car. They thought – she thought they might attack the car. <laughs> Let's see, Wes. I love lamb chops and rack of lamb. Um, I do love rack of lamb as well. Um, but as a software developer, I don't like a lack of RAM. <clears throat> oh, wait, I should have, wait. I need to, I need to have this, this audio up higher up in the screen, uh, higher up in my, in my list. Um, or, should, or, should, or should just wait to tell a joke until I have it ready. Be like, as, I like rack of lamb. But as a programmer, I don't like a lack of RAM. I hit the wrong button. Let me try it a third time. I like rack of lamb, but as a programmer, I don't like a lack of RAM. (laughs) Jeff Curry, lamb to me tastes like bad deer meat. You need to cook it right. That's the thing. But... let me tell you, cooked on like the, the, the vertical split, no, the vertical spit like they do in, in Israel, like they do with gyros, like it looks like a gyro cooker, but it's lamb being cooked like that. It's so well seasoned. And it's so well, oh my God, it's delicious. And it absolutely does not taste like bad, uh, like bad venison. Um, let's see. I'd alert to walk again. It was weird. Let's see. Try to follow that story. Let's see. Lamb is outstanding. We buy from a local farm in Oregon. It's raised in slaughters and humanely. That's cool. I had gotten some lamb tamales from Imperfect Foods. If you need a good code to save some money on Perfect Foods, I have that too. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I've also gotten some lamb like once or twice at Costco as well. I got some like lamb um, pop lamb, pop lamb popsicles or whatever from, you know, whatever you know, the rack of lamb, the small lamb chops or whatever it's called. I'm I'm for, I'm blanking on the right word for it, but got those from Imperfect Foods as well. Um, my neighbors thought to give me venison. I feed it to my dog. Oh, I've had some really good venison and I've had some really bad venison before. It's just a matter of how it gets cooked. Um, I like the. Uh, I like the uh, what's it called? I've I've liked Mary had a little lamb with a little mint jelly. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. The doctors were surprised. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily need the lamb, the, the mint jelly on it. Uh, I like the lamb. You know, I've got before the pandemic. I would love to go to Fogo de Chao and have 
the lamb that you can get from there. It's all you can eat. So I'd be waiting for like their picanha and the lamb. And it'd be awesome. Um, I've decided to no longer, and it sucks because I want to, uh, to go to Fogo um, because during the pandemic, Fogo to, there's a Fogo to Chow that took um, a ridiculous amount of PPP money when they shouldn't have had to in violation, I guess, of the spirit of the whole thing. And so every time I would see a Fogo to Chow ad in my Facebook feed, I'd be like, y'all pay back that PPP money yet? And they basically harm small business people from being, from, because there was nobody at, 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 at Fogo who was, they did not need the amount of money that they took, even if they did need the money. They didn't need the money. So it's just, I'm so pissed off at Fogo that I, I, I have a hard time justifying ever going back. Apparently there's a Churisquia or whatever, however you pronounce it, in Metairie, Louisiana, that me and my wife might try and go to sometime soon. But um, what else? Let's see. Guinea pig. Wow. They serve Nutria here in Louisiana. Big giant ride. I don't, I've never tried Nutria before. Um I haven't tried Nutria. Um, I have eaten gator. Uh, the dark meat is terrible. The white meat is much better. I used to have, they used to sell gator bites when I worked as a waiter at Pat O'Brien's. Um, I've had turtle and turtle soup. Um, what else? I did have um, fried rabbit one time. It just tasted like a chicken tender. It wasn't, I wasn't impressed by it. I, I just, I'd just rather have the chicken tender. Aaron, can we stop talking about food? Let's just talk about milkshakes because that's the only thing apparently that Erin can have because she only got delivered her milkshake. <laughs> We're being mean to Erin. We shouldn't be mean to Erin talking about that. How did we get on the food topic anyway? I don't know. I think the lamb shawarma. Let's see, Westwood. We have a couple places in Rockford with lamb shawarma on their menus, not always available. Um, yeah. I think I need to go to Dearborn, Michigan. I think that would that 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 place has a very high um, Arab community, Muslim community. So I think uh, I think that would be one place where I could go to get it. I don't know if I don't know if I'd, I'd be happy. I think the place I have to go to get it is just I have to just go to Israel again and hit up Moshiko's, stay in Jerusalem, and stay at like right off of Ben Yehuda which is the street that Moshe goes on, and I'm going to eat lunch there every day or dinner or both, and I'll be fat, well, fatter. I don't know. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. Two things I wanted to talk about. Now I'm forgetting the first thing because I had an addendum to, uh, to the living life as a fat person because I had the three-hour video of living life as a fat person um, or as somebody who is obese or whatever. Um, the cruise ship. Just gave me some reminders. And my future upcoming cruise ship also gives me some reminders. There is a, uh, but the next cruise ship, there are certain shore excursions that you can only go on if you're less than like 250 pounds. I'm like, well, I guess I can't go on those. What the hell? So like, there's, I understand if it's a zipline thing, but it's not a zipline thing. But they're still saying you can't go on this excursion if you're over 200. There was none like that. On the, on the carnival cruise, but the short excursion we went on was something completely different. Um, we just did a beach thing without food included because we didn't want to buy the food to be included 
because we felt like spending that money would be a waste, especially if my wife couldn't eat it because she has celiac. So it's hard for her to eat places. So why buy the food if we can't eat it? Um, so, so yeah, so you couldn't go on the thing. If, you can't go on the thing in, on Norwegian Cruise Line on several of the excursions if you if you exceed a certain weight limit. And even the ones like the zipline ones, some of them don't even list a, zip, a weight limit. I'm like, I'm not going if I'm if I feel like I'm too fat to be on anything. I'm not even going to try to do it. But like for example, me and my big belly uh, tried to. You know, they sat us at a at a booth. Restaurants love to sit me at booths, but I mean, usually restaurants see me before they assign the table. So I was assigned a table, and I get there, and I have to go immediately to the maitre d' and be like, hey, you know, can I, or the head chef, or head waiter, or whatever, whoever's in charge of the dining room at, on the cruise ship. And I was like, hey, um, can I not have a booth? Because I can't fit. It's too uncomfortable. So they had to, so then, and, and so for dinner, every day was fine, because for dinner, I was able to, we had the new table from that point on, but and every time we went for breakfast, we had to always, they would assign us a table because you just checked in on your app, checked in on my app, and then I went to the thing, and I was like, is this table a full booth? Yes. I can't sit in the booth because I'm too big to sit in the booth. A half booth would be fine, but I need, but a full booth is not Okay. As long as there's at least two chairs so that I can sit in one of them, we're good. But so they should have had, as a software developer, I'm thinking they should have had it in their system, don't assign him a booth anymore. So I don't know. So I'm going to try and and learn from that and tell the people ahead of time, look, when you assign me my table at dinner, please make sure – that I don't get assigned a booth. Although I think Norwegian does it differently than Carnival does it. And I've never been on Norwegian yet, so I don't know. So I'll have to learn those lessons as well. Um, Let's see. I've lost about 20 to 25 pounds in the past few months. um, And I, I definitely noticed a difference on my knees. I mean that it was it's enough to notice a difference. And I'm still if you watch my video that I shared uh with me singing Wonderful World, you will see how large I in fact am. I like I think my personal opinions are like when I'm sitting here on the camera and you can only see this, that doesn't show how big I am. That karaoke video of me singing Wonderful World absolutely shows how big I am. Um so so I have a long way to go when it comes to when it comes to losing the weight. So, but I'll get there eventually, I suppose. Um, again, if you want to hear about how I progressed and gained all the weight, I have the three-hour show about that as well. Uh, Aaron, you might lose a little more weight tonight simply because of the fact they only sent you the milkshake and not the rest of your food. Food. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um. Let's see what else. I don't know. There was something else I wanted to talk about again, and I completely just forgot it again. Like I said, there's two things I want to talk about. There's, there's, the, there's the addendum to the living life as a fat person one, and then there was the other one um, 
that I wanted to talk about. More likely to die of COVID if you're extremely overweight, especially if you're not vaccinated. But I think that's what I did because I didn't share this beforehand. I barely got to go on my cruise. Why? Well, because I did catch it. And they did give me, uh, um, whatchamacallit, um, what, what's the the uh, Paxlovid or whatever the name of the medicine is. So I got that as well, probably because I'm overweight. Um, but yeah, we all tested negative before the cruise started. So that's good. I was very happy. I was very nervous that we were not going to all test negative before the, before the cruise. <sighs> Let's see. King Streets, I, used, I eat, when I eat fast food now, I feel like crap after I used to love fast food. I, I, I still love fast food. Um, I, I, I'm on Trulicity now, which, so I can't eat as much as I used to be able to because I'll get heartburn. Um, so there's that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no, it wasn't ivermectin. <laughs> Although I did want to, I, I did have a, I did have this idea that if I'm in Me- if I'm in Mexico, I should have gotten a bunch of I stocked up on. I found a pharmacia found a bunch of ivermectin and then sold it to all the conservative listeners of that radio show I listen to and then make bank. Come to Liberal Dan, get your, get your horse pills, get your ivermectin, and then you'll be able to, you know, so if you're going to be stupid, at least I can profit off of it. <laughs> but unfortunately, I didn't get to do that. It would have been funny, though. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, it was something that I thought about. I, was, I think it was related to the cruise, too. And I don't remember it now. Ah, sucks. Yeah, heartburn cure for that is drinking a same amount of water. And don't that's why I have, I drank this whole thing. And then I'm almost done this whole thing during the course of the podcast. I mean, hydration is also good to keep myself from, you know, keeping a cough. I'm surprised I was able to do the, because uh, whenever I have, I get an, any sort of respiratory infection, I get, I have a, I have a lingering cough that lasts for months. But I was, I'm surprised. I actually, I took a, a, a Ricola right before I got on stage so that, I, so that my imitation of Louis Armstrong wouldn't, wouldn't be ruined by my throat being bothered. So there's that. Um, yeah, see, when it comes to the ivermectin thing, like if, you, if your doctor really believed that you getting ivermectin was going to help you. I don't problem with you getting a prescription from your doctor. Just like the same thing. If your doctor feels that marijuana is something that you need to take, then your doctor should be able to prescribe that to you. If your doctor believes that taking ivermectin will help you in whatever way, then your doctor should be able to prescribe that for you. Now I will mock you incessantly. If you go to a, uh, animal supply store to get ivermectin and take it that way, because then, you know, the ones calling us sheep literally are taking medicine for sheep. The irony shouldn't be lost on anybody there. Of course, I can't say that on Facebook because if I say that on Facebook, they'll kick me off for three days again. But um, I think as, as Hal may have point, correctly pointed out, if you took ivermectin and felt better, it's not that it helped you with your COVID. It's that you had worms. And that's why you feel better is because you were dewormed from the ivermectin. Yes, West Web. I see trees of green 
clouds of white. It's, it's I see tree, it's a, I see skies of blue, red roses too, and then I see trees of green, skies of white, or clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I should do it like Shatner. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of Bach going by. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, again, I think I've watched that video. Once I uploaded it to YouTube, I think I've watched that video about seven times at least because I uh, because of the fact that I um, I just love the reaction that I got. I just love the fact that they just like the the guy that was running the karaoke competition was not expecting that out of me. The people in the crowd were not expecting that out of me, and it just felt great. It felt great to see everybody reacting so joyfully over something that I was doing for that. But that's, I mean, ultimately, that, that's kind of why I do this. It's, it's kind of because I think people enjoy what I do here. It's why I, you know, it, it's, you know, I would have loved to have gotten the plastic golden, the plastic ship on a stick or whatever, the little award for getting first place. But um, when I made that many people cheer just for me doing an imitation, it was just such a good feeling. And, and, and I could watch that probably 20 times and still feel good about it because I can know that I, that people just were brought, I guess, some amount of joy over the fact that I was able to do that entertain that little bit of entertainment. I mean, it's, you know, I, I probably, I don't think I'll ever necessarily know how like how Sparks feels because, you know, when he does stand up comedy, um, I don't, I don't, I have some jokes that I would tell if I were ever had to do a set, but I don't think I have, you know, I think it's, it might be, might be too late for me to consider doing stand up, um, even with the little bit of jokes that I do have. But the, um, but just, uh, you know, I got a little inkling of the feeling of maybe how Hal feels when he gets up there and he tells a really funny joke. And then a bunch of people laugh or cheer or whatever. Um, it's uh, it, it was just a really good feeling. Um, let's see. Going to meet Bill Shatner in a couple of weeks. That's awesome. Where, how, how are, is that a convention you're going to, or like is there is there like a, a Comic Con that's coming near you? Let's see. The Star Trek reenactment set is located in Tycon Road in New York. William Shatner visits annually. Now that's really awesome. So Dan, you're so needy. I already told you that we love you. If I do, they all do. Oh, thank you, Wes. Um, I'm gonna have to visit Kinky Streets if they're away from the start. Is your way? What is it? The Star Trek reenactment set. I'm going to have to come visit Kinky Streets in Ticonderoga, New York. Let's, let's look that up. Star Trek Ticonderoga. Star Trek original series set tour in uh, in Montcalm Street, Ticonderoga, New York. Let's see, where is that on the map? Uh, see, I don't know where Ticonderoga is comparatively to anything else. Um, in New York. That's right by the Vermont line. Oh, it's uh, close to Canada, eh? north of Albany. That's a wee bit north. <laughs> Might be worth the trip, though. Um, if we were going to do a big northeastern trip, probably is whenever I go northeast, 
I'm usually stopping in Baltimore for a good chunk of it because that's where a bunch of my Baltimore and Delaware because that's where a bunch of my family is. And we did go and spend a couple of days in New York City one time uh, because of that, uh, because we were able to do so. But I'll need to, I would need to get, um, I might have to just consider make, trying to make an excuse to get that. And you're very close, to, apparently very close, very close to Vermont. So you get some, and, and Canada. So you get two different types of maple syrup. Um, let's see. Galaxy Con, cool. Is the Galaxy Quest people going to be there too? You're going to have uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> never give up, never surrender. Um, so I've been performing on stage since I was four. So Benny Logan, nothing like the love from the crowd. Yeah, it's, it's great. There was one time I was singing Wonderful World at karaoke at just a local bar, and there were three people off in the corner, and this one guy in the middle of it turns around, looks at me, and is like, and they came up to me afterwards, and he's like, I was talking to my friends with my back to you, and I was saying something about how they were playing Louis Armstrong on the radio, and his friends told him, no, that's a singer, and he turned around. He thought I was actually Louis Armstrong which is really freaking awesome. It made me feel very good. I've only ever had one person make a complaint about it. A friend of mine's mom thought that it was a vocal version of blackface. Um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree with that. Um, I tried to understand it again. Like I said, if somebody tells me something that maybe I haven't considered. I, I sat and thought about it and I was like, no, is this valid? Is this true? At the end of the day, I was like, you know, I disagree with that particular thing. I'm going to continue doing it. And, I mean, considering the fact that, again, I was in a room and it was probably about 95, 5% white, 95% black. And the fact that I got such a good response from it, I, th- I, think, it, I think that pretty much says to, uh, to me that it was appreciated and not seen as a negative. So, Kinky Streets. My closest Costco is in Quebec. Wow. That's crazy. At the Costco in Quebec, can you get ba- milk in a bag? That's what I want to know, Kinky Streets. Can you get milk in a bag at the Costco in Quebec? <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see. Also met Armin Shimmerman. He was there doing a book signing. I got to hang out with him for a bit. He's so, that's awesome. Uh, they clapped for me at church last Sunday. I felt embarrassed. What were you doing in church that they clapped you for? Clapped, gave you, cla- clapped for you for. Words are getting jumbled up, I guess. The most important thing is you don't go to church and get the clap. That's the most important thing. Wait, sorry. Let's see. I don't know. I still buy my milk in New York. It's way cheaper than Quebec. I can imagine. I wouldn't want to. Also, wouldn't want to drag, I guess, milk across the border. They might. They might have a problem with you bringing an animal animal product across the border. I suppose. Um, see, my parents took me with them to see Dizzy Gillespie back in the early seventies. I did not repost, remotely appreciate him enough at the age of eight. Nice. Um, I was singing and leading the music. You can watch it on Facebook. I'll have to give it a watch. Um, email me the link if you have it. Um, just, you know, liberaldanradio, gmail.com. You have emailed me. You've emailed me before. Uh, he got the clap at church. That will teach him. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, 
our bagged milk is like five gallons for cafeterias. Well, that's the thing. Like my wife was talking with one of her friends who does live in Canada, and she was talking about how differences in food, like in Canada, you just get a pound block of butter, whereas in America we have individually wrapped quarters. It, you could also get the full block, but you cannot. But I don't think Canada has the individually wrapped quarters. Um, but she had never seen milk in a bag before, especially milk, like individual packs of milk in a bag that you would drink. And so my wife says something like crazy Canadians or something like that. And Facebook put her in Facebook shell for three days for saying crazy Canadians. And the guy, like the, there's the Alex, who was the guy who was running the karaoke contest. Then you had um, Zach, who was the cruise director, the head cruise guy, head entertainment guy. And he came in late, so he didn't get to see my my performance for the karaoke stuff. But afterwards, we were talking to him. I gave him a little bit of, uh, you know, the colors of the race. Like that um, did it for him. And uh, and uh, we were talking about, you know, she asked him about the bags of milk. And he was like, yeah. And um, we told him about the crazy Canadian story. Whatever. And then I came back to my room. I had, I had a, a plate of cookies from him. Um, with a card, you know, thanking me for, for, for participating. And he's, you know, he's sad that he missed it. Um, he would have loved to have seen it. He heard I did a great job and he gave me cookies. He was like, you know, maybe you'll have to find a bag of milk to drink them with. And I had a nice little chuckle on that. Um, let's see. The King of Shoes, I'm in, I'm from Vernon. Where's your, where your closest socialist center is, LOL. Um, King Street, I'm I'm in New York on the Vermont Quebec border. Wow. So is that Champlain? Is that Champlain? Because <laughs> that's that's what I that's the only town I see at the moment that's close. Unless it's like Rouse's Point, Fort Montgomery. <laughs> I, I go to Costco for my dairy because the Costco milks are are much cheaper than the milks around around me. Like I can get a gallon of milk at Costco for the same price that I can get a a half gallon of milk at Winn Dixie, uh, which is the local local one out there. The Jolie, uh, he was soft spoken like the Knox, nothing like Quark. That's, that's awesome that you know him from the Knox. I, I very much appreciate the Star the Stargate reference. Um, because then everybody and anybody, whenever anybody ever asks me, what do you like better, Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm like, I always ask, why aren't you bringing up Stargate or Battlestar Galactica or Firefly or any anything else like that? Uh, heh, cool. I don't want to necessarily blow up, blow you up, or, or give out your exact location either. I guess so. That's probably a good thing. Uh, but I'm just kind of zooming in on on Vermont. New York, Canada area. Um, hey, there, there looks like right above I-87, there's a place called Blackpool. Is that where the Beatles are from? <laughs> Montreal is wonderful. I, I, was, I, I have been to uh, Toronto, um, mostly Hamilton, Ontario, because I, I uh, met somebody from the internet, and I, I went out. She visited me down at Tulane, um, and then I went up to her during winter break to go visit her, and she lived in Hamilton. So we—I didn't realize how close Hamilton was to Niagara Falls. We should have went to Niagara Falls, 
Um, but I think we went to Toronto like for one day or something. But yeah, <laughs> I flew in and out of a little tiny airport in Hamilton, and like the it looked like the back tail of the airplane was like held together with masking tape. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that Canada is so cold, we, we we might consider a move up there because my wife also has psoriasis on top of her celiac, and she in the cold her psoriasis just gets so bad that that moving north uh, to escape the horribleness of the conservatism down here in the south is not a good it's not a good idea. Um, let's see, the all that we're getting all these here soon. I think the closest Aldi's at the moment is in Alabama. <clears throat> I'm smelling my pop. My son just made some popcorn. So I, I'm, now I'm going to be hungry now because my son made some popcorn. Hot in the shadows. You would think that it would be duct tape on, on uh, duct tape on airplanes, but no. It, it looked like masking tape. I don't know what the hell it was, but it looked like masking tape. And then it was the only time I ever puked on a plane. I think I had bad Wendy's right before I ate because that's pretty much what I, what I, what came up. Um, but yeah, I, I reached for the, for the bag and I couldn't get it apart because someone put uh, chewing gum in it. So I had to grab for the next one and barely got it. But yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was like we were flying and every time we returned, it was not a good flight. <laughs> so yeah, it's always weird. Like in Louisiana, you can get alcohol in your drunk stores down here, and I'm always I always forget, you know, that it's so different up in Maryland. In Maryland, you have to go to a specialty liquor store to go get your liquor, and I think beer. I think you can still get wine at the grocery store, but you have to get beer and beer and liquor at the other stores, and it's just so weird. It's so weird to me because I guess none of my drinking life, except for a very tiny little bit, was done in Maryland, all of it has been done here in New Orleans. And in New Orleans, it's like, you know, you have three taps. You have, you know, hot, cold, and hurricane. Um, I know in World War II, they would use duct tape to patch holes in planes to get them back in the air. Wow. I mean, was it? They had the, there's that one drawing that shows, like, where um, where the planes were hit that landed. Some of those things where it's like causation and correlation or, you know, two different things like they would, they showed like, here's the places on the planes that got hit that landed. And here's the places on the planes that were hit or, or, or and here's, they weren't hit. So maybe we need to armor up these areas. And then, then people are like, no, you need to armor up the other places because the planes that were hit in those other places, those are the ones that went down. So, Let's see. We get more federal money for our highways because our liquor laws are stricter than in other places. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, Louisiana, we have drive-through daiquiris. You can get a, you can get a daiquiri drive-through. Now they changed the laws a little bit, and it, it, like you have to have a piece of tape over the cup or over the gallon, so you can't stick the straw. So they can know whether or not you stuck the straw in or not. So that, that's considered closed for them at that point. But yeah, you can get you can get drive-through daiquiris in Louisiana. It's great. Um, now, they used to change the law. It used to be in Louisiana. Well, if you used to, when I came down here when I was 18, the drinking age in Louisiana was 18. You couldn't, like, technically it was weird. Like, you couldn't buy it 
you leak technically couldn't buy it at 18, but you could possess it and drink it and nobody would get in trouble for selling it to you. And so I went down to the bar, like my first day at, at Tulane. And I was like, let me get this straight. You know, I, he's a, how old are you? I gave my card. She was like, you're 18. I'm like, yeah. I was like, here's the, I know the law. If I don't know what the law is, like what you're telling me is that I can drink. So if I had that guy over there, buy me a beer here, I could sit there and drink it. She goes, are you going to get technical with me? I was like, yes, I am. She's like, okay, you can have the beer. And I went back to the table, got the beer to the, to the fact that my, my, my fa- all of my four mates who were with me were like, wow, that was good. Um, and so not only was, was that the case, but you could be driving in the car and you could have one less open container than pass- legal drinking passengers in the car. So if you had four adults in the car, you could have three open containers in the car. The people in the back seat and the passenger seat could still be drinking while the driver drove. Well, what happens is sometimes people, the driver would take sips and just hand it back to the passenger. So that law changed at some point. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting to say the least. Uh, what Louisiana is the best. Why Louisiana roads are so terrible because the Louisiana law didn't change to be 21 until 20 days before I turned 21. So it, it had been 18 for a very long time, and we couldn't get any. Uh, we couldn't. We couldn't get the federal funding that we should have. So our roads are utter shite, as you were. Anyway, for somebody that wasn't going to do a three-hour show, it is three minutes before a three-hour show. So I'm going to go ahead and, and and start ending the show soon. Again, you know, just remember, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share videos with your friends. Let everybody know how awesome Liberal Dane Radio talk from the left from the right is. Um, it, was, it was just a fun conversation. It was just a fun conversation, and sometimes I like just having just random conversations about random stuff. So let's, let's just find the show ending music. Uh, here it is. So again, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dane Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. BlogTalkRadio.com/LiberalDan and here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Liberal Band Radio. Support the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Liberal Band. Remember, go to minicast.liberalband.com if you have any, if you want to, um, for example, ask me a question, have me answer it on the minicast. That's another way to contact the show, another way that I can create more content. So send me that, send me those questions on there. Remember, nerdydan.com as well for all the nerdy pop culture and apparently karaoke stuff too. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.